<laughs> Why well, I did think we could start with a musical number. Okay, go. All right. <sighs> no, I'm not ready. Okay. How can you see into my eyes? Okay, that's enough. I think, we, <laughs> I think we get the gist. Welcome to Films from the Phantom Zone, your podcast about failed and forgotten comic book movies. I'm your host, my name is Arnaldo, and I'm joined as always by my co-host. Sable. I'm just kidding. Uh, Birdo. <laughs> and we're joined by our, I guess, recurring guest. Sable. Sorry, Birdo. I'm just a guest, I'm not the co-host. So in case this is your first time listening to our show, we pick some failed and forgotten comic book movies. The way we decide if they're failed or forgotten are by a set of rules. Rule number one, it must be a comic book superhero film. Rule number two, it must be... A failed franchise, and we consider a failed franchise being one that's out of business. They're not making any more movies anymore. And rule number three, if the film franchise ends on its own terms and is overall pretty well received, then that does not count. That is not considered failed. So, Berto, what movie are we doing today? Daredevil, starring Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's Daredevil, yeah. Not, and before I was going to say, not Charlie Cox. No, right. not the good one. Not the good one. Not not the good one right up top, right? Uh, before we get started, a couple things. We just finished the two Zorro movies. We did. Before that, we did all the Batman movies. If you're into that, go back and listen. Those episodes were a lot of fun. Sable's in one of them. Oh, yeah. I was if, like, if wait. You, if I you wasn't... care. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, was, I thought you meant I was in the Zorro one, but I was not in that one. No, right. And then coming up, we're doing a Road to the Snyder Cut. So we're going to be doing some bonus episodes on Man of Steel and BVS. Those are going to be more like retrospectives because they can't, according to our own rules, they're not they're not failed. They're ongoing, right? And also, I was a guest on a podcast called Assembly Required, which is an MCU retrospective podcast. A friend of mine and a few of his friends, they watched the entire MCU uh, and they went back and, and talked about them. They finished all the movies, so it's not really a retrospective anymore. So now they're doing WandaVision. So they had me on for WandaVision episode six, the Halloween spooktacular. So we don't talk about WandaVision on the show. So if that's something you're interested in, there's a link in the description. Check that episode out. We had a really good time. Daredevil from 2003 is not available to stream anywhere, really, but you can rent it for about three to four dollars. Technically, it should be on Disney Plus any day now, right? It really should be. Yeah, it's one of the Fox properties. So they they bought all those. Well, also worth noting, we did watch the director's cut of Daredevil. Yeah, there's two cuts, um, like many of the movies we're yeah. going to talk about. <laughs> but uh, apparently the director's cut, it's not its not wildly different. It's just all the deleted scenes are basically put back in. Well, apparently it's like 30 minutes of deleted scenes, though, that were put back in. Makes me think of how, like, how long the original movie is, because this was only two hours and like uh, 10 minutes or something like that. Yeah. So it must have been like an hour and 40 or something. Jesus. It's pretty short. So Yeah. Yeah, so we watch the director's cut. If you want to watch along, watch the director's cut. I'm pretty sure if you find it on like Blu-ray or DVD, it's the director's cut. But whereas if you probably stream it, then it's probably the original cut. Yeah. General consensus is that the director's cut is the one that you should watch because it's better. We'll get into it, but they uh, <laughs> it's got a whole subplot that they cut out. And as we're watching the movie, we're like... I feel like this movie needs a subplot for it to it's, work. It's kind of important to yeah. the plot, yeah. So without it, it's just it's just Daredevil like bopping around, <laughs> bopping around. <laughs> Wait, what was the Doesn't subplot? Have a clue. Again? And everything with Coolio in it. The that whole. We'll talk okay, about we'll, it. We'll, we'll get to it. Don't worry. So anyway, there's time codes in the description if you jump if you want to jump around. Otherwise, we'll start with initial thoughts, Berto. Um, when so you hear about the Daredevil movie now, it's like oh, worst superhero movie ever. 
Ben Affleck but that's hates it. That's what we it. call all of them, basically. Right. We're so we just toss that term around. I saw it as a kid. Yeah. You haven't seen it since. No. I didn't have any expectations. I mean, I guess I thought because the only scene I I knew from this movie was the playground fight scene, which we'll cover later. I don't know why I've seen that before. Maybe in like I don't know, but I've seen that before. Probably. And there's no reason for me to have seen that because I've never seen the movie. Yeah, it's, I remember it's thinking, pretty. Po- it's pretty like infamous. Oh, yeah, it's like um, like that laundry scene from. Oh, from from Batman Forever. Batman Forever. Well, and I knew that Evanescence was in the soundtrack, so that's what intrigued me. Yeah, that's that... the only reason I watched this. I. <laughs> <laughs> I, d- I definitely saw this when it came out, and then I saw it like one or two more times, like in high school. And then by then I was pretty much over it. But I can tell you, I never saw the the director's cut. It was a bunch of new stuff that. Okay. That's why I can kind of recognize what was added on, and what was original because I don't, I had no memory. Yeah, because when you saw Coolio, you were like, "What the hell?" I stopped and said, "Is that Coolio?" <laughs> and then we had to look it up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's get into it. So plot of the movie starts out very with the credits, but they're all in braille. Which is, you know, like a fun little thing they did, I guess. Clever. We don't know if it's real Braille or if it's just I, I, meant to look like Braille. I meant, I meant to look that up, I would but hope yeah. it's real. It's probably like not. Like fake Braille. Like, I on. would hope it's real, but... It's know. one of those things where that's kind of offensive, but probably people aren't going to notice. So, oh, is man. it offensive? Yeah, wow. because I couldn't tell if it was Braille or if it was like, oh, hey, it's just the letters, but we made them look like Braille. Oh, it might have yeah. been that. Anyway, bit on the nose is what I thought. Yeah. <laughs> Also very Spider-Man. I got Spider-Man vibes yeah. throughout this whole movie. This is around that era it, where yeah, because Spider-Man was mm. so popular, every superhero movie was kind of trying to emulate yeah, like, that Spider-Man. Sony feel. like hit something when they made Spider-Man. Yeah. So Fox is like, shit, we got to do that because our X-Men movies aren't quite like that. Yeah. Yeah. So the long credits and Spider-Man at the beginning, that's all webbing. This was essentially the same all exact braille. thing. It's, braille. it's like a themed credits yeah. going through. Yeah. And then we start off with Daredevil. On top of the cathedral, bleeding his ass off. It's it's the classic trope where like a movie starts and then the character is kind of like, oh, I bet you're wondering how I got here. Reminds of like Deadpool. Yeah, but Deadpool's making fun of it. Yeah. Uh oh. And so was Thor when they did it in that movie. Yeah. Oh, they're okay. Yeah, because this movie is just like probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> they say your life flashes before your eyes before you die. So. <laughs> it's true, even for a blind person. Yeah. Is that what well, it? That's what that's he said. So uh, you bring up a good point is that there's a voiceover. Which yeah. We talked about this when we talked about Kick-Ass. Is that too many of these movies do the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's the Spider-Man. It's this movie. At the beginning, it, it's the voiceover. And it's the character going like, oh, you know, probably yeah. wondering, blah, 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 blah. Well, let me tell you how I got my powers, which is yeah. essentially what Tobey Maguire says in that movie. Um, Almost like line by line, I'm sure. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I paraphrased. So then it just goes into a flashback. And he's a kid, right? Yeah, he's like a kid and he's getting bullied. You know, typical kid shit. Typical over-the-top extreme bullies that are in a lot of these He's getting bullied like in an alley. (laughs) It's a very unrealistic bully situation. Yeah. Yeah. Where it's like three kids and they're just like, hey, you're stupid. I'm going to beat you up. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, why are they in an alley? It's always in an alley. Because mm. New York. It's Hell's yeah. Kitchen. Oh, yeah. There's, he's talking about how he grew up in Hell's Kitchen. It's like, oh, yeah, it's oh, not yeah. the best neighborhood, but it was home, blah, blah, blah. He also comments that, it's, that they don't call it that anymore. It's Clinton now, which uh, 
Isn't part, it Colin part, Hill's Kitchen again now, though? Sort of, yeah. Part of the problem with uh, Daredevil is that by, when they wrote it, Hell's Kitchen was a terrible neighborhood. Yeah. And now it's been gentrified. So now it's like super hipster and oh. super expensive. Which they actually touch on in the Daredevil show. In the show, they blow it up. Ooh. And that's how they make it shitty again. <laughs> yeah, a bunch yeah. of bombs go off. Oh yeah! And now it's like, oh, but they fuck. had they had to make it shitty. <laughs> so now it's for, shitty for the story Kitchen. to work. Yeah. For Daredevil to work, the neighborhood has to be shitty. Yeah. And so, did they? Is it still called Hell's Kitchen to this day? Like for fun, but for it's fun. officially called Clinton. I like Hell's Kitchen, but yeah, Hell's Kitchen's better. But I'm sure the people that live there call it Hell's Kitchen. Yeah, but Probably. they're also trying to sell apartment complexes. You know, I'd buy an apartment in Hell's Kitchen. Me too. It's Bad Manhattan. Ass. It's not cheap. Can I say that the kid? Daredevil, what's his name? Matthew Murdoch mm-hmm. looks so much like he could have been like Charlie Cox. <laughs> like he oh, looks yeah, like you, you Char- thought the kid looked more like Charlie Cox. He fit than ben as Affleck. a Charlie Cox Daredevil, yeah, more so than Ben Affleck. Like, I physically, thought, physically, physically like I was like, he looks like Charlie. I didn't think the kid was a good actor though. Like in these mm, scenes, no, I mean, wasn't. it's a kid actor. But I know, what? but I didn't think the dad was a good actor either. Well, there's a kid actor in that Daredevil show. You don't think he looks like Charlie Cox? Mm-mm. I think he looks he like Ben too, Affleck. Yeah, just swap him. No, he was too pale and freckly, and his face was chubbier. Like, this kid looked like, oh, wow, that's probably what Charlie Charlie Cox, Cox kind of has a chubby face, though. A little bit. No, he's chiseled. You put a lot of thought into this. It's all I could think about. <laughs> wow. Okay. About how much he just, I was like, wow, that looks like Charlie Cox. Send a I was like, send a picture to the listeners, but somehow post a picture. Yeah, there's five of them and have all their phone numbers, so let me just real quick. <laughs> no, in the description. Yeah, we'll put a pic. Oh. Yeah, and you're going to be like, whoa. Of all of the children daredevils? Of yeah. all of them. So he meets, he goes home, he meets his dad. Yeah. His dad is a former boxer. Jack Murdoch. Jack Murdoch, yep. Murdoch is such a cool last name. Yeah. It is. Yeah, for sure. I wish it was. What's his, um, what's his like, title, Bat- Battling Jack? Devil. Uh, it's, it his nickname devil. is the devil, but I think like, yeah. like his, his name when he yeah. was like battling Jack Murdoch or something, something like that. Something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, but he doesn't he doesn't box anymore. Uh, he works at a reputable construction yard, right? Allegedly, <laughs> yeah. And so uh, he you know he tells Matthew um, who's Daredevil by the way, Matthew Murdoch tells Matthew like, hey, you you're not getting into fights. You're not going to be like me. You're going to study. You're going to be a doctor or a lawyer. Yeah, he wants his kid to be successful, not yeah. basically not live the same life he did. Right, because. They're poor. Juice fell. <laughs> Shirts have fallen. Fuck. <laughs> We're in a closet. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> the only Kaya person who's comfortable has, is Kaya. Kaya has inserted herself. She's so cozy. She stole my spot. But poor Birdo's halfway spilling out the closet door. It's fine. It's fine. We're going to miss these days when we're in a big when, studio. When we're famous. Yeah. <laughs> so a different day. Matt goes to find his dad over at this reputable construction yard, and the foreman's like, Jack Murdoch, he hasn't worked here in months. And then so Matt's like, the fuck? Yeah, goes and finds his dad in an alley. Beating the shit out of someone. He's uh, shaking someone down because he's he's working for a mob boss, for real. Yeah. That petrifies Matthew. He's so ashamed of his dad. Well, this leads him to start running away. Like an idiot. Oh, yeah, yeah. That... And he runs back into the construction yard, I guess, where they're handling dangerous chemicals. Do we know what the actual chemical is that spills in his eyes? Isn't it just like some radioactive like chemical? acid? I don't know. Bleach, acid, yeah. Chemical knows? X, the <laughs> stuff that made the Powerpuff Girls. Oh, yeah. Because it has to be some sort of mystical. Mystical? Like, 
I don't. Substance. I, I, think was, I don't think in in universe like in the comics it's mystical or anything. I think it's no, just I like think it's just radioactive chemicals. Chemicals. Yeah. Yeah. But it gives some supersonic <laughs> shit. Yeah, because it it's... went right in his brain. Uh... Yeah, just, he's running a forklift pierces a chemical barrel and it sprays him in the face yeah. like really hard i thought that scene was kind of cool because it showed like what was happening inside of how all the veins and whatever was being like affected by. i'm them. glad you said that because i think that's completely unnecessary i thought it was very necessary it was a very early 2000s thing to do yeah so it's like when spider-man gets bit you see like the yeah. venom going yeah. through his veins i love and, scenes again, like that it's because of spider-man but also because this is around the time when they're like discovered cgi and they thought we can use cgi for anything so like what do you want to do we got to show the chemicals going in like the eyeball like you see like the iris and you see the veins we didn't need to see that you don't need to i liked it because i think we should be comparing a lot of this to like the tv show which is fantastic yes and the tv show doesn't spell it out for you as much no the tv show his dad just stumbles upon this accident that happened and his son's laying there in the street. His yeah. his son saved somebody from getting hit by a truck. And he just fell in the chemical. Which is how it happens in the comics. Well, right. I think the show is definitely not for young kids. No. The movie is. By the way, what we just watched was rated R. Yeah. So really? this, well, this there was technically wasn't either. Side tit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because oh, we did see side we, tit. the director's cut is rated <laughs> you, R. You lit up like a Christmas tree. We did get to see some side tit. <laughs> yeah, so the director's cut is rated R. Uh, but apparently the movie, I don't know why. It, there was nothing really R rated about it. It was like a hard PG-13, yeah. I'd say. But the original film is PG-13. Yeah. So mm. there is a little bit of like. Something for the kids, I guess, in this movie. But it's yeah. about the playground fight was probably for the kids. It's mostly angsty It was teenagers. for me, too. That's like, who this movie's for. Well, no, I think the show is super dark. Like, yeah. I would not let my kids watch that. No, the it, show is that's, TVMA. That's the point. I'm, uh, talking yeah. about, I'm talking about how the show versus the movie does these things. Handles it handled the various... Situations. So, like, what I'm saying is you don't need to go CGI into the brain. You do though. Okay, well, I'm I'm glad there's I'm glad you have a dissenting opinion. <laughs> okay, um, makes for interesting content. Yeah. <laughs> so he wakes up in the hospital and he pretty much immediately discovers all his powers. And again, a lot more CGI because he can hear like trucks. He can hear people. Yeah. It just there's CGI. This people. I actually kind of like because it's mm-hmm. kind of showing what's going on in his head. Me too. I liked it a lot. Yeah, but I think in the show what they did is just things are loud. Nothing CGI because it's it's not. I think in the show, they show, like, what he sees, and it's just kind of, like, it's very... Yeah, it's, like, light and shadow, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Which is honestly what blind people do see. They see light and shadow. Okay, So, to me, that wasn't anything, like, super crazy, but I liked how in the movie they showed... It was, like, echolocation in the movie. disorienting it was, because I'm like, damn, I can relate. (laughs) Do we want to get into my supersonic hearing now? We can get into it uh, when they start exploiting his weakness (laughs) of loud noises. So basically, (laughs) Daredevil, Matthew, little Matthew, uh, discovers that he's gone blind, right? Yeah. But in turn, all his other senses have been, like, kicked up to, like, 11, right? Yeah, like, a ridiculous amount. He can smell really well. He can see... I'm sorry. He can hear really, really well. Well, he can Um, smell really well, too. Can he smell really well? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. But it's not used... I mean, the TV show, they, they do In the TV show, they stuff. use it, but in this, they didn't really... No, he yeah. smelled ammonia. Remember? Oh, you're right. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. Do, they do do it. And his hearing works as a sort of, like, echolocation, like bats mm. or, like, dolphins. Uh, so that's how he can kind of sort of see, right? Fun fact, by the way, did you know 
that when the chemicals spill and on the street in the comics and they go I think um, I know what you're gonna say. Yeah, they go in the drains and the sewers and they find four little turtles. Those turtles turn into the Ninja Turtles. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> the two stories are not canonically connected, but the writers of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were big Daredevil fans. They based the Ninja Turtles sort of on Daredevil. Yeah. Uh, and so in the turtle story, those chemicals that just fell on the turtles came from the accident that Daredevil was in. Oh. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Um, in this movie, the sidekick, played by John Favreau, keeps on making references to alligators in the sewers. Yeah, like which mutated. Is a, yeah, yeah. yeah, which is a popular, like, conspiracy theory that there are alligators in the sewers in New York City. Sure. But the way he keeps bringing it back up makes me feel like that's a reference to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and how that story is derivative of Daredevil. I don't mm. know if you guys got that. I got it because you told me about it. <laughs> okay, well, then you didn't. <laughs> no, as soon as you started mentioning, like, the chemicals, I'm like, oh, he's going to talk about the turtles. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's once you mentioned it, I picked up on it throughout the movie. What? J- you mean just now? No, you mentioned this and we were watching it. No, I didn't. You 100% did. I... Most certainly did not. He didn't. Or you did after the movie. You saw the future. You 1,000% did. Oh, I, I think I've told you this before, and that's why you remember. <laughs> yeah, when we were watching. Nope, there. nope. You're unlocking memories. Let's let's move on. I did not say it because I wanted to You're say it for this podcast. I well, then you said it after Berto not... left. I, nope, I did not, babe. I've told you this before when we watched Daredevil before, probably. The TV show. And then you repeated it recently. I did not. You did, uh, Hunter, no, I, I will die with this. <laughs> well, you did. My memory is so good. Well, yeah, babe. That's why you're remembering something from years ago. No, but I remember. I will be here all night. During the movie. On. No, I did I not. will be here all night. I'll I, fight this I point did not me- mention the Ninja Turtles, babe. I did not. Is this even a hill worth dying it's, on? Yeah, it's not. I Berto was there. We have a witness. He didn't say a, was there. If we're in a court of it law, was after he left. the witness is going to side with me, and I'm going to win. So what? It was after Berto left. I, babe, I did not mention oh, this. Oh, court of law, daredevil reference. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Let's just agree to disagree. He and his dad are now kind of in agreement they're going to be good, right? So the dad's not going to uh, work for the mob anymore. Yeah, they're going straight. They're, yeah. Matt's gonna like not fight kids in the alley, right? He's Except blind, he does. so <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. um, and he starts kind of training himself while his dad is also training to like be a boxer again, right? Which is another difference from the comics and the show, because yeah. in the comics and the show, Matthew's actually trained by Stick, Stick, yeah, who is in oh, the yeah. Electra movie actually, and not Daredevil. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it could be implied that that happened in between. Yeah, there's a number of years that are just unaccounted for, so. We can give it the benefit of the doubt, but Stick is not in this movie. Right. So then, yeah, so then we get the... We get a little training montage. The training montage, yeah. And this is when his voiceover just straight up spells out all his powers for you. (laughs) It's like, I can hear really well, I can smell really well, I can... All this, all my senses are fantastic now. Well, even his reflexes improved because while he's doing this little montage, I noticed like, oh, he's doing, he can jump really high. It does backflips now. Like somehow his senses are helping him with that. And then right after I thought that, Ben Affleck voiceover explained like, oh yeah, now my senses are heightened. And I was like, oh, that's how you're like an acrobat. Yeah, heightened senses shouldn't make you like jump higher. That's though. what he's, I was. He said something to that effect though. He said yeah. his. He did. That's what I just said. Which is one of the problems I had with this movie, because, like, that's not one of his powers. He can't jump 20 feet in the air. <laughs> yeah, we're, we'll get to that. 
it like it improved his balance and flexibility. That's what. That's he said. what it is. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. So he is found in the same alley by the same three bullies again, but this time he's blind, and the bullies are just like. Fuck you, blind kid. Like, they don't care. They're just going in again for round two. I think my notes for that just say, who bullies a blind kid? Like, who the fuck does that? Yeah. Seriously. Uh, but this time, he just beats the shit out of him with a stick, right? Because he has all these reflexes. Yeah. Fighting skills, right? So he uh, he fought again, so he broke his promise to dad. He did. Oh, well. So meanwhile, Jack has become this great boxer. Uh, he's, he's in, like, the local rings again. Yeah. Uh, he's working his way up. He's gone clean. He's got that sweet ass devil horned uh, hood, yeah, and robe, which I thought was really cool. Oh yeah. Um, and so he's going in for a big fight, right? Um, uh, the mobster, his name is Fallon, shows up and basically is like, "Hey, it's your turn to throw the fight." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And he's like, "You think you were like winning on your own this whole time?" He's like, "Nah, like I was paying all of them to throw the fights. Now it's your turn to throw it." Yeah, and he's like, "I don't work for you anymore." He's like, "Oh no, you still work for me. Like everybody <laughs> works for me, basically." That's kind of like a tiny theme in this movie is like how just, or they just kind of show yeah. like how corrupt uh, th- this area is that everyone works for the mobsters. And then they, you know, they threaten them. It's like, you know, think of your son, Jack, blah, 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 oh, blah. Yeah. So, yeah, they go into the fight and uh, as, you know, he goes in, he throws the the robe onto Matt. And so Matt's wearing the robe with like the horn hood and everything, mm. which is a nice little um, foreshadowing. Ooh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Daredevil. So the fight happens. He's about to like lose, and then he sees Matt, and Matt's like, Matt's like cheering for him. He's like, "Get yeah. up, Dad! Get up! Come on!" So instead of throwing the fight, he gets up. He wins the fight, but he knows he's probably in big trouble now. Yeah. Yep. And uh, he is because immediately afterwards, he gets shot in the, in the alley. Yeah. yeah. Matt runs up to him. He's like, "I can't see you, Dad." And it's because he doesn't have a heartbeat. Yeah. He can't oh, shit, kid. Yeah. He's dead. <laughs> Very uh, Batman esque. I was literally just going to say that. Very Batman-ish. Yeah, we're going to talk about it, but Daredevil's kind of one of the like Marvel equivalents of Batman. Mm. Well, and his ideals and just kind yeah, of... Yeah, because he's A, a tortured uh, character. He's very self-righteous, and he's kind of got a big boner for justice, right? A little emo boy. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Operates at night, does everything on his own. Kind of a loner. So very similar in, in kind of themes and personality to Batman, but... Oh, we notice on Jack's corpse that there was a rose left on it. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So flash forward, and now he's an adult, and he is sleeping in a coffin. That was weird, right? I, I get too. why they did it, though. Okay, so later on we see his entire lair. And a big problem I have with this movie is, why does Daredevil, A, have a lair, B, <laughs> need a lair, and why is it so big? Why is it so expensive looking? Why is it futuristic? Why not? Batman has a lair. Batman's a billionaire. Um, he's a lawyer. He's a pro bono. He's lawyer. a pro bono lawyer. He doesn't he has make money. No money. That's fact, the whole thing. The whole point of the uh, yeah, their whole <laughs> thing in this movie is that they're getting paid in fish, oh, and yeah. they have no money, and he, they live in Manhattan. <laughs> well, it doesn't look like his place is an actual house. I thought it looked like some sort of old abandoned. Maybe he's building. um. No, that you see his bed. And you see, like, his kitchen. Yeah, you can throw then, a bed in the kitchen. It looked like a, a middle school cafeteria to me. It was a lot f- of stainless steel. It was very futuristic and expensive. No. He, he tapped on the wall, and all the doors on the wall, secret doors, like, turn. Mm. You weren't paying attention. No, I was. And then he goes in, and then there's this huge lair, all his suits. That's where his coffin is. And a big coffin. Oh, you're right, you're right. And the, th- the thing about the coffin, it's like, uh, it's basically a bathtub where he, where he pours I... in a bunch of salt to, like, help with this 
Wounds. Wounds. But does it have to be a fucking coffin? <laughs> well, I think um, he does have to block the sound out so he can sleep. That's what yep, I thought. That he sleeps in there. Uh, yeah. Okay. I wrote. So that's why I'm like, I get why they did it. It's a little weird, but I get it. It's a little weird. And it's supposed to look dark and creepy like he's a devil laying in a coffin. Like, symbolism. But he's not a vampire. He's a dude. <laughs> well, <laughs> he's a weird dude. He's emo. So he is emo. So you sort of see his like whole routine, right? Like he yeah. gets up, he sleeps in bath salts in like a chamber. So I guess he he doesn't hear everything. I like that he does some blind guy stuff. So like you see, like he's got his money in like little packets. He folds them. He, up. he has them separated by uh, his shirts, are, I think, and they're like tagged with Braille. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there, there is. I mean, to this movie's credit, there is some attention to detail, right? We get our first uh, taste of the uh, lawyer side of Matt Murdock. Is this where we meet Foggy? Yeah. So he's in a courtroom and the defendant is, or I guess he's not the defendant. He's the, yeah, he's the defendant. Sorry. Yeah. He's accused of. Prosecutor. Well, usually a defendant, it doesn't matter. I don't (laughs) think too much about it. Yeah. The defendant's like a, like a bad guy. He's just like a fucking mobster and he's testifying and Matt can hear his heartbeat and because of. Harpy irregularities, he can deduce if someone's lying or not. Which is part of what makes him a good lawyer. Yeah. Also, yeah. it's kind of cheating, but it works. Yeah. But also, and this kind of makes him look like a bad lawyer, when he's questioning the defendant, he basically threatens him in front of the entire courtroom. What does he say? I don't remember. Something along the lines of, like, justice is going to find you or something oh, like that. Oh, that's right. He said, I'm going to find you. He didn't say, I'm going to find you. <laughs> he said justice. I, that scene made me mad. I have a Why? whole write-up on but, it. But, um, like, all of the lawyer scenes in this movie, it's just they walk up there, say a bunch of legal jargon, mm-hmm. which may or may not make sense in the context of a courtroom. I It doesn't look like it would. And then Matthew basically kind of threatens the defendant and then leaves. <laughs> The judge calls him out, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can't. Are you threatening him? But you can't do that. I would. That guy was trash. So that guy got off. Did you have something you want to say? What did the guy do? He sexually assaulted that girl. It was heavily implied yep. that that's what he did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ew. It, he creeped me out so much. He said she enjoyed every minute of it while she's sitting there literally crying and upset. Like, uh, it just made me also, mad. yeah, that was his defense. She enjoyed every she enjoyed minute it. of it. Yeah. I'm well, like, all right. What human? That, that wasn't his defense. That was just the thing he threw in at the end because oh. he said. That it was fully consensual and he had witnesses and blah, 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 because everyone's in on it and they're all getting paid. And she's like a former, she was like a like a druggie or a prostitute or something. Oh, they didn't trust so her they character. Did, yeah. And they tried to use that as leverage against her. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Right. It just made me mad. Because there's people out there like that. Well, it's it yeah, just comes down here. to what the jury thinks, though. So. Exactly. Yeah. So he gets off and Daredevil's obviously pissed about it. <laughs> And so we meet a sidekick, Foggy, played by uh, John Favreau. Who's basically playing Happy Hogan in this movie. There's similar characters. Yeah, we said this. <laughs> yeah. And Happy's like, sorry. <laughs> Foggy. <laughs> Foggy's like, hey, you want to get a drink or something? And he's like, nope, not tonight. Because he's looking at the bad guy and he's like, I'm going to go kick his ass. Yeah. Right? So he goes full um, Daredevil, puts on the costume and everything. We get the Batman suit-up scene. Suit-up scene. It was a little Batman-y. Yeah, wasn't it? Hell yeah, it was. But there was no ass shot or nips. Nope. Which makes it worse, obviously. (laughs) Obvious. And then he stands there spinning his weapon around for like 10 seconds. I think he did it later or he does that both times. No, he did it then I think he does it both times. He definitely did it during the suit up because I was like, this is unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, Daredevil has two sticks and those sticks connect. I think there's a name for this kind of mechanism. Nunchucks. No, they're not quite nunchucks. They're not nunchucks, no. 
They're not quite batons either. It is, but it's like a baton with like a thing yeah. in it. Multi-purpose weapon. Yeah, and he uses it for obviously multi-purpose and a walking people stick, up. right? Beating people up, walking stick, this, grappling hook. This yeah. one turns into his walking stick, which is dumb that he carries out. He carries yeah. around like Daredevil. It's a Billy feeling. Club. That's what it's called. Okay, yeah, Billy Club. Thank you. But Billy Clubs don't have like the cables attaching them. No, that's so. But, he, and he does that to like grapple too. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a very Daredevil unique thing, which is it's cool. So he goes to Josie's bar, and that's when we see, like, the bikers and the one bitch who takes her top off for, like, the race. <laughs> I've always wanted to go to a bar like this. That's, like, my dream, to be, like, a regular at a At really... a dive bar? Yeah. <laughs> Why? I just think it's cool. It's People weird... get, like, shot places, like... Hey. Not if it's one of the places where everybody's like family. Really dingy lights. You got all these bikers. Oh, I've yeah. just always wanted to go there. I mean, there's plenty of bars like that around here. Right. Name one. I don't know the names because oh, I don't wow. go there. Well, anyway, I'm gonna find one. <laughs> so he's just hiding up in like the rafters, waiting to like beat this guy up. Yeah. And they totally see him. Everyone can see. Him. They <laughs> point at him. They stop and they look. And they're like, "Who's this motherfucker?" <laughs> and they're like, "Hey, who are you?" I thought that part was funny. They go, hey, like, what do you want? And he's like, justice. <laughs> and then he beats them all up. In fairness, give this movie credit where it's due. This scene was really cool. <laughs> this is yeah, like the best I, scene in the whole this movie. This was the probably the only good fight scene. Yeah, it was actually a really good fight scene. He, like, starts, the whole gang is there, like, this guy's gang. So they're all attacking him. He's just kicking all their asses one at a time. He's uh, knocking lights off. They're throwing chairs. He's dodging shit. They light He's the place on shit. fire. At oh, one yeah. point, a small fire is lit on a on a billiards table. Yeah, a couple table. different ones. Not and so, I think, yeah, a couple tables light on fire. Yeah. So he uses that to his advantage. Goal. He starts walking through because, the yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, his whole bit is that he looks like a devil, so that he can like basically symbolize to like his victims that like I'm the person you see before you go to hell. You're in hell because I'm doling out Ooh, justice, like right? Ghost Rider. <laughs> We always find a way to bring him up. We I think, always I, I think do. Ghost Rider is mentioned in every episode, by the way. Because he's relatable and relevant to everything. Go listen to our Ghost Rider episode. Yeah, oh. it's good. <laughs> so he uses that little bit to his advantage. He walks through the fire to kind of like exemplify his whole point that he's a demon. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and he just like beats the shit out of that guy. Meanwhile, Josie's bar is fucked. Like, poor, <laughs> poor Josie. Yeah. <laughs> He chases the guy all the way to the train station. That's right. So they're in the subway station. He chases them there. And the guy, they're, they're fighting. He falls into the fucking, what's that called? Like, you know, the subway when you the fall on the tracks. tracks. Yeah. And obviously the C train just comes, boop, kills him. You see that light at the end of the tunnel? That's not heaven. That's the C train. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He did say that word for word. And this is where also we find out that uh, Daredevil's weakness in a fight is loud noises. Who? Yeah, if that wasn't obvious, but yeah, 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 for sure. Also, that mobster was uh, named Joe Casada, who is a Marvel artist and exec now. He's like a yeah, producer. he's pretty high up there. Yeah. yeah. Oh um, wow! So it was a fun little bit, and then we get Joe Palant. Oh fuck, Joe Pantoliano. <laughs> Do you know that? That's the guy from The Matrix. He's also in. Um, you could have just said Ben. Bad Urich. boys. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean the actor. Oh, uh, and he's always wearing that uh the fucking that dumb hat. The the hat, yeah, it's a it's a thing. But he, uh, he plays Ben Urich pretty well in this movie. Yeah, so he's Ben Urich the reporter. reporter. So in the Marvel comics, uh, Ben Urich is like an ally of Daredevil, and he's a reporter for, I think the Daily Bugle actually. No, it's either Daily Bugle or 
I think it is a Daily Bugle, actually. In the comics, I think it's a Daily Bugle. Yeah. Has it been confirmed that Daredevil's going to be in the next Spider-Man? It's, it's heavily, heavily rumored, rumored, but not Ooh, confirmed. And it's Charlie, right? Charlie, yep. Mm-hmm. Thank God. So Ben Yurick is there. Also, I think it's really appropriate that Ben Yurick is working, since they can't use the Daily Bugle, he's working for the New York Post. And the New York Post is a very tabloid conspiracy theory kind of heavy um, publication. So he's the reporter who has all these theories about alligators in the sewers (laughs) and Daredevil, the mass vigilante. And so he's there looking for evidence to support his Daredevil theory. And And the cops are like basically telling him to fuck off. (laughs) Yeah. Like, we don't need any mass vigilante. You're you're a crock of shit. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, Ben Yurick's like, you don't think Daredevil's here? Lights a match, throws it on the floor. And like his artwork, his yeah. artwork, the the <laughs> like, DD and the the, the interlocking D's shows up in flames. That. It's Which, so cheesy that he would leave that there. <laughs> it is cheesy, but I do like the little moment. <laughs> well, that guy would have looked dumb as hell if nothing happened. He just like he just thought like, oh, it's it, he just knew it was right there. He would have looked pretty fucking dumb. If He's he, like, oh, watch this, watch this, and be like the fuck was that supposed to be? He just let him out. I would imagine that he noticed it. And oh, was I like, would hope so. Yeah. yeah. And was like, remember, okay, he's a reporter. That'd be he's supposed to be smart. Yeah. <laughs> he's a smart guy. Mm. But yeah, everybody thinks he's basically like kind of a crock of shit, but in the TV show, he's apparently a very respected reporter. Yeah, this guy seems like a nerd. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because in the TV show, again, he doesn't... The character's different in that one because yeah. he's like kind of a boss mm. and he does really good reporting. And he doesn't work for, like, a tabloid. Yeah. Whereas this Ben York works for the New York Post, which is a tabloid. Yeah. But it's, like, it's the same concept, though. It's a reporter right, trying to basically figure out what's going on with this new vigilante. Right, right, right. So there's the diner scene next with Foggy. They go out to a diner. He keeps pushing this alligators in the sewers. Oh, yeah. Foggy's <laughs> a huge fan of Ben Urich. <laughs> Yo, yeah, he yeah, loves yeah, his yeah. work. <laughs> Um, again, Foggy Nelson, played by uh, John Favreau, plays Happy Hogan in the Iron Man movies, also directed Iron Man, directed Elf, and is now the showrunner for The Mandalorian and creator of Mandalorian. Ooh. So this man created the MCU, essentially. Hel- helped kick it off, yeah. And, and he's in that cooking show. Yeah, Chef. he does that. He's, he's just all around He also awesome. has his movie, Chef. Well, he, he made this yeah. cooking show because he did so much, like training with a real life chef for, that for the movie. movie chef and he loved it yeah and he loved yeah. it and so he's like we should just record this because he stayed friends with that with that chef um wow. that's that, so that cool. chef no that's show. it's just like him having fun basically. well again he's a really good director so i think he has an eye for detail like if he's gonna make a movie about a very complicated he and wants like to get it right profession then obviously like real chefs would watch that movie and pick it apart you know yeah so he he wanted all of it to be perfect. So he went and he got like a you know a really good. Uh, Did chef. he get certified to be a chef? No, I don't think no. so. That's a lot like, of school. Yeah, but he he had the the real life chef with him, and now they do a TV show on Netflix, a cooking yeah. show where they also interview like a bunch of like movie friends of his. Yeah, yeah, so like. RDJ was on an episode. RDJ, uh, Tom Holland, Robert they... Rodriguez was on one. Never mind. What? <laughs> they did a whole episode with all of those stars. Yeah, he got like all of them and they sat in a restaurant and just talked. Yeah, because they were like on a film set at the time. He kind of records a show like where they he goes. They were probably filming... Oh, he did one with... um Avengers. Star Wars guy. Dave Filoni. Yep. And they did that episode on Skywalker Ranch. And they went and they like fed all the people that were working That's there. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> so they're in the diner... And you kind of get, like, their friendship. All that part works. All the foggy 
Oh, uh, Matt stuff I love. Yeah, no, their relationship was great. In this it movie. was He's a good believable. Actors, too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I liked it. And then um, um, he asked uh, for honey for his coffee. And then he hands yeah. him the mustard because oh, he's... Oh, yeah. Why do you want that in his coffee? People put honey in coffee? Yeah. Yeah, he might have been having tea also. It might have been tea. Oh, yeah. tea. He was oh. drinking some sort of hot beverage yeah. and he wanted so to add honey to tea, it. Tea and honey is very okay. popular. Anyway, the door opens and he smells a hot girl. Yeah, how's that funny work? funny how he can do that. And he's like basically going to follow you like, is she hot? He is... hears sparkles. Like you hear this like weird sparkly sound. And then she pops in with her fake green eyes, and he can tell her she's eyes are hot. Very fake green, like two, like it's Hulk green. Super, and I'm sitting here wondering why? Why did they do that? And it's only is in it, certain parts. Is it that Elektra in the comics has green eyes, and that's such a defining trait of hers that they decided? I think it's because she's Greek and she has green eyes, and it's like a thing. I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I didn't look this up, but oh, in real life, it looks really, really bad. And Jennifer Garner has brown eyes in real life, right. so. Not necessary. It reminded me of Harry Potter. So in the book, Harry Potter's mom has green eyes. Yes. And Harry's supposed to as well. Yeah. A big hoopla in the book is that Harry looks like his dad but has his mom's eyes that are green. So in the first movie, since Dana Radcliffe has blue eyes, they gave him green contact lenses. Mm -hmm. And they were so uncomfortable that they abandoned that after the first movie because they realized we don't have to say the eyes are green. We can just say you have your mom's eyes and then leave it at that. Yeah. Yeah, You don't have to say you have your mother's emerald green eye. Yeah. Just (laughs) because it says that in the book. And I know book nerds, they they get really up in arms about it because they're like, they're supposed to be green. But does it matter? No, it doesn't matter. Read the book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If you want that attention to detail, maybe go Just to the book. Pretend they're green. So like. <laughs> why why CGI her eyes green? In some shots, it's not as bad, but in the first one, it's horrible. She looks like the Hulk. I thought she had some sort of superpower because I didn't really. I don't know. <laughs> I literally did. I'm like, it's like I don't. Ray beam. I don't know that much about Elektra, and I was like, damn, I haven't seen the TV show in a while. I'm like, oh, she clearly has a superpower, and that's why they're glowing. Because they only glowed in certain times. I'm like, oh, her senses are tingling. I don't know. That was just bad CGI. Oh, yeah. wow, that was really bad then. Because it looked yeah. like it was intentional to make them ridiculously green. Yeah, so he tries to go talk to her, but also he knows that Foggy put that he put mustard in his drink because he can smell the mustard. Honestly, any of us could probably smell the mustard. It's very Mustard pungent. has a very yeah. strong <laughs> So And he's like squeezing it out, and so he, he did a little trick where he switched the glasses before he, oh, he yeah. went to talk Foggy to Foggy takes a drink of it and just... The old switcheroo. Spits yeah. it out. So the girl is Electra Nachos, which is a pretty big character in, in Daredevil yeah. kind of like stories, and a love interest played by Jennifer Garner, who at this point, they weren't married. Were they dating? But I think they were dating. Okay. Or either that or they which met Which is weird because they don't have a lot of chemistry in the movie. Yeah. No, that yeah. is weird. I mean, they, they got divorced, so. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I also, I agree with you. So he's just kind of creepily trying to like get her name yeah so she leaves he follows her which is also kind of creepy um uh, hold on we're not gonna brush past this and say it's just kind of creepy he's borderline assaulting her because he literally does not know this person he just thinks she's hot and we as the audience know that he's a good guy because he's daredevil she mm-hmm. has no clue he's mm-hmm. a freaking stranger so he grabs her freaking arm which if you're a man listening to this hold on i need to sit up for oh. this <laughs> And you think it's cute to grab a woman's arm like they do in the movie and the shows. Do not do that shit. That would literally scare the fuck out of me. Well, not to a stranger. I'm saying men are fucking crazy. No, but like in the movies, it's like the girlfriend or the wife and then it's a passionate kiss. 
don't like that kind of grabbing. Yeah, that's fine, I guess. Don't but do like, it to a stranger. No, never do it to a stranger. And don't do it to stop them from leaving. Exactly. I'm like, and he does it like three times. I'm like, dude, like this is not cute. Like it's not the move. Like, and I feel like most people watching this, they don't think anything of it. But I'm like, as a woman in today's society, it's like that would scare the shit out of me, and I would probably freak out. Like, no, Charlie Cox would never like. No. What's well, not Ben Affleck's fault? He's I know. Just the actor. <laughs> ben Affleck, stop grabbing women. I know, cause it's like guy, men don't think about it, but like I was in the parking lot the other night. It was nighttime. It was like Did you seven. Get grabbed? No, but I was getting in my car. I was the only person in the parking lot. I was dropping off a package. It was late. Car pulls up. It's all these guys. They're like, oh hey, hey, you're beautiful. Da da da. Like trying to talk to me, and they weren't being like necessarily creepy or. Gr- I mean, it was definitely creepy and weird, but it wasn't like gross or over the top. But I'm like, I'm a woman alone in a parking lot with a car full of men. Like, what part do you think I'm gonna stop to talk to you? Like, is that same mentality? It's like, why would you grab a woman's arm? Like, uh, it made me mad. And I'm not overreacting. I, I completely agree <laughs> with Nobody you. Nobody said you were. <laughs> no Just anyone listening, like, do not do that okay, shit. Like, so don't grab people. Don't talk to people. Where were you, you during know. our Wonder Woman episodes? I should have been there. We offer. Anyway. What? Uh, I know. So this movie is directed by Mark Steven Johnson. Do you know what other movie he directed? Yes, I know. Ghost Rider. Yeah, see that I did tell we you. we talked about that. Yeah. That was the same night you told me about the whole Ninja Turtles thing, but I'm, we're going to move on. <laughs> Right. And now you're so, remembering. No, it. no. Honestly, um, I did not mention the Ninja Turtles. That's all you. Anyway, so I get the vibe that this guy, I don't know, maybe he's living vicariously through these superheroes because he does the same shit with Ghost Rider. Yeah. We, t- we said it. Ghost Rider hadn't seen his, this is his ex girlfriend from like 15 years prior, chases her down the highway, and then just makes out with her. No, yeah. uh, non consensually. <laughs> like. Yeah. Uh, and in this movie, you have Daredevil just grabbing this girl, and she's just like, don't talk to me. She literally fights him. And then they get into yeah. a fight because of it. So what... Good for her. What are you thinking, dude? Because I get the impression he's just like this guy... What's the plan? Yeah, what's, yeah, the, what's plan the plan here? I get the impression this is like an incel who, like, girls don't talk to him, and he's like, needs to, like, justify the things that he's done maybe at some point in his life. He's like, oh, the superheroes are doing it. Like, yeah, it's sexy when, like... You just grab a girl that you don't know and you try to make out with her. Like, what? What's he getting across here, you know? I don't know. What's this guy's name? Mark Steven Johnson. Well, I'm not a fan, Mark. Well, he doesn't really make a lot of movies anymore because <laughs> none of his movies are good. So. <laughs> well, there we have it. So, yeah. So, anyway, did I mention played by Jennifer Garner, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Cool. She looked gorgeous in this whole movie. I don't think she's pretty at all. <gasps> I, I think see, she's that's okay. so I think funny. She's all right. I never thought she was super gorgeous, but in this movie, I'm like, wow, she looks really beautiful. I'm in this just movie. not. I mean, I'm, she's she's pretty. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not particularly attracted to like her very sharp features. You know? Oh, see, I love sharp features, sharp jawlines. Love it. She has got like eight jaws and like <laughs> ten cheekbones. <laughs> yeah. That's what everyone wants. I don't know. It's a bit much with her. I think she's like no. on the extreme. You know, it's like Megan Fox who has like sharp cheek cheekbones. She's like. More. Okay, what about Olivia Wilde? Yeah, her too, but like Jennifer Garner's like ten times sharper. Oh, really? I don't know. Olivia just... Wilde's jawbone's popping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. In I a just good way. Jennifer Garner oh, doesn't do it for me. Anyway. Her outfits were really cute. <laughs> you didn't notice. Is that in your notes? I didn't. No, it wasn't in my notes. I just remembered. <laughs> 
So then they fight <laughs> at a playground because of all this shit that Daredevil's trying to do because he's he just wants to talk to her. Yeah. And there's a bunch of kids and they're like, "Ooh, fight, fight!" Yeah. Fight. The kids are like cheering them on as they're like fighting on the seesaws. They they fight on like a park bench and then some yeah seesaws and yeah. The kids are way too into it. Uh, this and, whole scene is not good. And no, it's horrible. And I guess we're gonna talk about action later when we get to the analysis. But I guess like the um, the fact that like he can keep up with her and she's like a trained fighter, I guess that attracts her, her to him. So because <laughs> she's like, ooh, you and can then, fight. Yeah, and then he he's like, ooh, where can I find you? And she's like, I'll I'll find you. Yeah. Then and, she's all about it after that when she was like grossed out before. Well, it's because they fought. I don't think she had enough information before. She was just like, oh, this guy's trying to talk to me. And then she's like, yeah. oh, wait, no. She's like, he's oh, wait, not. he's not a regular guy. And also, oh. this is a blind man who almost beat me up. So what's that all about? There's something yeah. interesting here. Yeah. I just don't know what. But they're like doing flips and shit. Oh, oh no, yeah, yeah. it's absolutely it ridiculous. Extreme. Yeah. He finds out that she is Electra Nachios, and apparently her dad, some other Nachios. Is um, uh, very rich. Yeah, some, some rich business guy from Greece. Uh, and don't worry, Foggy already makes a nachos joke. She sounds like a Mexican appetizer. <laughs> <laughs> so around here, we get our, like, our first scene that I'm pretty sure it's deleted because I don't remember this. And I see why they would cut it. After his fight or whatever, he, he goes back to bed in like his little chamber. He's about to close it. And then with his superpowers, he hears someone like getting like strangled. Yeah. And he sort of thinks about doing something about it. And then he's like... I'm already in bed. And then just closes the chamber. Oh, yeah. That was weird. That's weird, right? It's I'm fucked up. I, I get why they would cut that out. Because here's your hero. And I get maybe trying to make him, like, not perfect. Flawed. Yeah. Make, yeah, exactly. Flawed. Because that's that's more interesting. But at the same time, like... That's not who he is. And also, we find out who the girl is later. And she way got murdered. Yeah. And he... Could have done something about it. He ends up working that case. Yeah. Yeah. There's the irony. He made work for himself. So Matt and Foggy find their next case. And it's Coolio, the rapper from the 90s. Oh, yeah. Um, He was great in this movie, by the way. Wasn't he in Batman and Robin? He was. He was. He was the the guy taking the bets. That's right. And And he he made his... His name known in all these little movies. And for, so he was supposed to have a bigger role in he the next Batman famous. movie. He was famous. But he was the one taking the bets for the biker race. Oh, okay. So we get the Coolio thing. We also get Fisk revealed around the same time, too, right? I don't know. But so Coolio, his whole subplot is the part that got cut out. He's being accused of murder because he's a shitty guy that was found near the scene. And he's like, I don't remember because I was too high. Right. Mm. Um, That's his defense. He's very honest about it. He's like, I have no idea. In court, they say, like, because you were too drunk. He's like, actually, I was high on weed. (laughs) And the judge just stares at him. (laughs) (laughs) So they're deciding whether or not to take this case. Matt's listening to his heartbeat, and he knows he's not lying. Matt's very self-righteous, right? That's kind of his bit. So he only defends the innocent. As a lawyer, he's, he's out to save the little guy from... Injustice. Um, right. Injust prosecution or whatever. He always does a lie detector on all these people. He sees, even though this, he doesn't look innocent Question. at all, he sees that he's innocent because uh, he wasn't lying. Yeah. Are there lawyers out there that are actually like that, that they only defend people that they think are innocent? Surely. Yeah. I would be one of those lawyers. Yeah, you wouldn't surely, make yeah. a lot of money, but yeah, they do exist. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So they take that case. 
you were saying that's when we meet the main bad guy of this movie, Winston Fisk. I was going to say by Wilson Fisk. Wilson, sorry. Wilson Fisk, played by Michael Clark Duncan, right? The late Michael Clark Duncan, the big, very big. That man's like almost seven feet tall. Yeah, he's... Black man from... Frightening. The Green Mile. Yeah. That guy's a great actor. He's like in his office talking to his goons. I think he's talking to Wesley. Oh, yeah, Wesley. Something that they do very well, and I guess it's both in this movie and in the TV show, is that they adhere to, like, all of the established characters. All yeah. of the same established characters from the comics. Even the minor ones. That, yeah, we get all the same minor characters as we do in the TV show. You get Wesley. You get Josie. You get Karen. Ben Urich. You get Karen is in this movie. And obviously Matt Foggy, Electra, Yeah. Fisk. Anyway. Oh, because he's meeting up with Nachios. Electra's That's dad. That's right. And Electra's dad wants out. He wants to not be a super mobster anymore. He wants to pay off Fisk. Fisk is known as the Kingpin. And so, uh, because he's the Kingpin of crime. I know him better as Kingpin. They call okay. him Fisk a lot in the or, in the yeah, show. In the show, Fisk. it's mostly they mostly call him Fisk. But yeah, he's Kingpin. He's such a good villain. He's a very good villain. He's usually both a Spider-Man villain and a Daredevil villain. I think he was they... introduced in Spider-Man. Though. Oh, was he really? I think uh, it's one of those because they think operate. He was. How do you know? Yeah, that? yeah. <laughs> I just know? somehow knew that. <laughs> okay, cool. What? Nothing. I'm just saying. I was impressed. Like. You were laughing. If we're right, don't quote yeah, us. Because I'm like, are you right? As if I'm a joke. No, not as if you're a joke. I'm like, where did you hear that? Like, you went looking for that uh, No, I knew that that was a thing. I don't know how. I don't have the proof in front of me. I don't need to prove myself. I don't need to prove myself. You look. Yeah, he up? first appeared in Amazing Spider-Man number 50. Yeah, cool. number 50. <laughs> no, I didn't know it was number 50. In 1967. <laughs> But I knew he was a Spider-Man He's, he's both a spider I mean, he's been in Spider-Man things. Like, he was in, in Into the Spider-Verse. He's the villain in that. Oh, that's yeah. what I'm thinking of. Yeah. That's literally what I've been thinking of. Yeah, that so he, counts. he's a villain. Oh. No, sure. He's a villain to both characters Funny. because they operate in the same area, New York City, right? So Winston Fisk, Wilson Fisk, he's a character that kind of doesn't take no for an answer, right? Mm-hmm. So Nachos wants out. He's going to murder Nachos. Yeah. Meanwhile... Matt and Foggy go to, they sneak into the victim's house, like Coolio's alleged victim. Yeah, he kind of p- just picks the lock. <laughs> I think Foggy's like, that's a thing you do now? Yeah, he's uh, like, I think I missed that day of class. Oh, yeah, he kind of calls it out. Yeah. They investigate the apartment, and he smells pneumonia on the carpet, so as in to clean up blood stains, and he feels like indentions in like a notebook or something, so he can kind of tell what was written. We get to kind of see the detective side of him here. Yeah, because he uses his oh, powers yeah. to do all kinds of things, right? Yeah. So Fisk is uh, kind of aware of this daredevil problem, so he just goes, get me Bullseye. Oh. And we fucking cut to Bullseye oh. out in, like, somewhere in, in the UK. Yeah, right? and he's, like, he's in a at pub. A bar. Taking bets for, like, darts. Yeah. yeah, so I guess he's chugging a pint while hitting a bullseye simultaneously with his other hand uh, on a dartboard. He does a little Robin Hood. A Robin Hood's when you break like a dart or an arrow with a different one. And then the guy who loses the bet calls him like an Irish bad name or whatever. Because in this, Bullseye, played by Colin Farrell, is Irish. Who which, is Irish, right? Who is an Irish actor. Um, his character's horrible, right? The character's terrible. <laughs> his mannerisms he, are weird. He's, he's weird. Oh, he's, yeah, he always does his little cape flip. Like, he, Yeah, he's he's a bad character top down. There's no redeeming this character. 
Two-dimensional as fuck. Yes. But at the very, very, very least, they let Colin Farrell, an Irish actor, be Irish in a movie, which doesn't happen very often. In American cinema, it's usually like if you're Irish or Scottish, you you have to put on an English accent. Unless you're playing like a a mobster or a crooked cop. Yeah. (laughs) But usually when you see Colin Farrell in a movie, he's either doing a British accent or an American accent. Yeah. He very rarely is allowed to just be an Irish guy. And I don't know if it's because like maybe like Hollywood just thinks that we don't know what Irish people are. (laughs) Or maybe we (laughs) think like they think that we just can't understand them because their accents are too thick. I don't know, but... It is, it is nice to see, like, he gets to represent his people for a minute, yeah. you know? In this shitty character. Yeah, yeah. too bad Too bad it's as this guy. Yeah, because, I mean, think okay, but think about every time you've seen Colin Farrell. He's probably doing an American accent. Yeah. So, anyway. So that guy just fucking, like, insults him, so he just pulls out a bunch of paper clips from his fucking mouth because he's weird. He carries paper clips <laughs> in his mouth. Oh, yeah. A lot. Straightens them out and just ding, 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 shoots yep. them all in his throat. I thought a lot about this, by the way. Laws of momentum, right? Mass times velocity. If an object is that small, you would have to throw it incredibly fast to pierce someone's skin because it's so lightweight. Like, oh, that's yeah. not something that... And I know this is the least important thing in this movie, but you can't <laughs> well, kill a man with paper clips question, is all I'm saying. Is he a real comic book character? Yes. Yes. Does he have superpowers or he's just good at aiming? He's just very good at throwing stuff. Oh, wow. Okay. So he can't do jumps and flips in hand-to-hand combat as we <laughs> like see him he does do in it later in this movie. Exactly. I have a question. I wrote down a note that I'm trying to figure out. I wrote, Bullseye's jacket is weird. This scene is too long. He's trying too hard to upset the dog. What the hell was airport. I? That was airport, airport security. I, I wrote right. he looks sketchy he, as fuck going gets, through security. So he gets called to come to America. All oh, this is unnecessary. He, he should have already been in America. He should have not had to show all this traveling. But for whatever reason, well, this is a deleted scene, right? I hope so. We it's assume not good. so, <laughs> yeah. and it's not necessary for the movie. But he reports to like a a fucking airport, I guess, and he's um going through like TSA. <laughs> Yeah, he sets off the metal detector, so they start, like, scanning him. Because he has fucking ninja stars in his belt buckle. He's wearing this huge, like, alligator skin trench coat <laughs> with the armpits are open. Why? <laughs> you remember that? He, yeah, he looks dumb. Wait, are they really? Yeah, every time he lifts his arms, you see his armpits. There's holes in the armpits. Like, you don't see the shirt he's wearing underneath? No, it's skin. It's just bare skin. I, just wrote, I think he's wearing a tank top underneath. He's a huge douchebag. I wrote Bullseye <laughs> looks like a jabroni. <laughs> I love him so much. It's so bad. That's uh, amazing. So he's going through fucking security, and he obviously sets off the metal detector, and then he starts pulling paper clips out of his mouth. <laughs> and staring Listen, at everybody as he's doing it. This is post 9-11. This is a man you detain. Yeah, like, you don't let this man, man on a plane. You don't, do not let him on a Especially plane. Especially since he kills someone when he's on the plane, too. Yeah, uh, oh, again, second scene that should have been deleted. He's on the plane. The old lady next to him That's is That's in the theatrical loud. version, because I remember oh, that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so he takes, like, an almond or something or a peanut. It's a, yeah, it's just a peanut. And he just flicks it at the right angle to choke the old lady with, and she dies. You see him measuring the trajectory while she's talking. Oh, you yeah. do see that. But why is this scene unnecessary? Because it's... Oh, here's the thing. It's to show that he's a it's, bad guy. But it's really played for at... a gag. Yeah. And it shouldn't be because he just murdered this old lady as a gag. And then the flight attendant's like, oh, look, she's asleep. Right. Immediately it's says that after she died. Yeah. Fuck. So dumb. It's kind of fucked up. It is a little fucked. So Matt and Foggy get invited to a gala. 
right? Yeah. He was thrown by the Nachios. And so Electra had invited Matt because she wants to get it in. And Foggy's his plus one. Foggy's she his plus one. She wants to get it in. I guess. She wants to get She's him in her. Wow. <laughs> she even walks up to him and says, the only reason I got dressed up is because I wanted you to see me like this. By the way, oh, yeah. uh, we meet Karen. I'm pretty sure she was cut out of this movie. But uh, <laughs> she's played by Meredith Grey from Grey's Anatomy. Oh. That's her. Anyway, so we're at the party, and uh, Foggy is trying to meet rich people in order to get more clients that are rich that pay with money because all their clients are poor and pay with fish. Yeah. (laughs) And Ben Affleck, fuck, Matt Murdock, isn't too interested. He just wants to see, you know. Electra. Electra. So. This is where Matt meets Fisk for the first time. Oh, he does run yeah, the yeah, at the He party, meets like everybody at this party. At the party, all the main characters are there. Yeah, but they do meet Winston Wilson Fisk. You want to keep saying uh, Winston? I keep Winston, I don't know why Wilson Fisk. And then uh, not important. The point well, is, Matt like immediately like antagonizes him because he's like, "Our firm can't represent you," and he's like, "Why?" He's like, "Because we only defend innocent people." Oh yeah, he immediately it's just a like ballsy gets thing sassy to with say. Him. It's a real ballsy thing to say to like. The kingpin of crime. <laughs> in front of everyone. Yeah. Ben Yurick was like hanging around. You know he heard that exchange. Ben Yurick sees, uh, not to be confused with Ben Affleck, <laughs> Ben Yurick sees Matt Murdock's stick, uh, which is important later because he identifies the stick. With Kevin um, Smith? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, anyway, Matt Murdock and, and Jennifer Garner, they have a dance. <laughs> Matt Murdock <laughs> and Jennifer yeah. Garner. That's how we do things around here. Matt yeah. and Electra. Yeah. <laughs> Kingpin subtly threatens uh, Nachos. Basically tells him he's going to kill him. He gives yeah. him a rose. Yeah. Oh, and so yeah. Nachos is like, we got to get the fuck out of here because he's going to murder me. We're going back to Greece right now. Gets on his car. You know, they, they drive away. Electra gets in the car with him. Because she's like, what the hell is going Mur- on? Yeah. Matt Murdock's like, I'm going to follow you guys, see what's happening here. But he dresses up as Daredevil first. How does he find time to do that? He pulls a Superman. He dresses up into Daredevil real yeah. quick. Yeah, which is like a full-on leather getup. Exactly. Anyway, Bullseye shows up. To His job is to kill Electra's dad. He does so very easily um, because he's fucking Bullseye. Daredevil intervenes. Yeah. They have a little short fight, but Daredevil makes him miss. Infuriates him. He doesn't make him miss, though. He dodged it. Oh, he dodged yeah. It, yeah. it would have hit him if he stood still. Yeah. And he's like, I uh, never miss. Yeah, he said like I miss. He's like fucking losing his mind over it because he's a weird character. But so he catches Daredevil's stick and uses the stick to throw and it hits uh, Electra's dad, dad and kills him, which implicates Daredevil in the death. Right. Electra sees this and goes, I'm going to fucking kill Daredevil because Daredevil she pulls out a dad. gun and starts shooting at him. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just like stone face, no emotion. Just like bam, bam. Like just shooting over and over and over again. So <laughs> Bullseye goes back to Kingpin's office and he's like, I want that devil guy because he made me miss. Therefore, I want to kill him. And then he goes, <laughs> and I want a costume. I don't know why he said that because he didn't get a costume. He wears the same thing the whole time. Was I think he- it was a slightly different. He never got his costume? He wears the same fucking trench coat that he does a and flip with. I love how he called it a costume. Like, he didn't say, like, I want a uniform. Like, he's literally I want said a, a costume. costume. Like, yeah. Well, in the comics, he has a ridiculous costume. Yeah. So oh, I thought really? that's what we were going to get for a minute. Which would have been better, honestly, than No, that his costume was... Re- I love that coat, and I love how he <laughs> swooshes it. Like, uh, 
I don't know, a divorced woman, like, alone in a mansion with those big fluffy robes, like, swoosh it. Like, that's that, what that was a good uh, a description. Whole picture, I know, but that's what it reminds painted. me of. Anyway. He's a star. Now we're at um, the funeral of Electra's father. Oh, this is where Evanescence And we start hearing uh, My Immortal by Evanescence. You cry, I wipe away all of your tears. you know, he's saying I'm leaving it in. But that's just me not trying. Okay. <laughs> as long as everybody it's knows that. Real. Yeah. I don't know if cringy is not the word, but it's, it's not cringy, but um it doesn't it's real fit. heavy-handed with the music. It is. Cuz yeah. I remember one scene like the end of that funeral scene, it pans over to Fisk and he's like laughing and talking it up with like bullseye. I, why are they at the funeral? I don't know. Because they think it's hilarious that they killed this but guy. But then My Immortal by Evanescence and Evanescence is still playing, so it just doesn't fit. It's just too extreme. It's too overpowering in that scene. Yeah. All your uh, all I paid attention to was the song. And Electra's sad. She uh Matt tries to talk to her. She's like I want revenge. Leave me alone. <laughs> Leaves. And then Ben Urich shows up. Clearly he was following Matt. He gives him some information about a cop. Yeah. Some fucking clues. Doesn't matter. We move on. We're out of coroners <laughs> now. The coroner is played by Kevin Smith. Yes. Yes. Which is a great cameo because Kevin Smith used to write for Daredevil. He wrote a Daredevil run that was drawn by Joe Casada. Mm-hmm. whose name was also in this earlier. Uh, Kevin Smith's character's name is Jack Kirby. Who is another big name yeah, at Marvel. He's a, he's yeah. a huge Marvel um, artist and creator. He's up there with Stan Lee. Yeah, exactly. So all that was really fun. Kevin Smith's done it all, honestly. Also, Kevin Smith is kind of responsible. We'll get into it for like Ben Affleck's career. So Kevin Smith, the coroner, <laughs> shows Ben Urich. The stick that they found on the guy. And Ben Murek sort of recognizes that stick. Not only is it Daredevils, the man he's trying to write this big piece on, but he just saw that stick earlier that night. Um, it's Matthew Murdoch's walking stick. Because Yeah, exactly. So Basically, he knows who Daredevil is exactly, now. Exactly, yeah. So then we get the second Evanescence scene. Oh, this is the best scene in the Electra's training montage. There's a training montage. Electra's getting ready. She's training to kill Daredevil. Meanwhile, Daredevil's also suiting up. They're all suiting up. And then Evanescence Bring Me to Life is playing. Hell yeah. And um, I'm convinced that she's literally playing, that character is playing the music while she's training because she is like moving in sync with the oh, music. Oh, yeah, all of her movements sync up with the music, so I guarantee that was, like, her hype song. And then song. when we get to the part where um, all of um, this time, I can't believe I couldn't, couldn't see. see. Yeah. And then as soon as he says that, they show Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> can't believe I couldn't see. Bam, Daredevil being blind. And then cut back to Electra. <laughs> Someone had fun editing that. They had too much fun. It was, was very so on the nose. So it's a montage. Daredevil's also getting ready to go. And then they just meet on a rooftop. They all converge on the same rooftop. I don't know how. This is where, again, we're in New York City. They just knew to go there. But so they can fight. Daredevil doesn't want to fight her. And she wants to kill him. And she's got her size that she's known for, the the weapon. If you don't know what that is, that's what Raphael the Ninja Turtle uses. Is he the red one? Yep. Ah. They're the little little three-prong daggers. her outfit's red. Also, yeah. Oh, um, so she's basically Raphael. She is. <laughs> so, uh, 
she surprises Daredevil from behind some laundry that was hanging. Oh, yeah. yeah. They have a rooftop fight. They're all jumping around, doing acrobatics and shit again. Bopping around. Just bopping around. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and he's like, I don't want to fight you because you know he's trying to convince her that he didn't do the yeah. thing. He's like, I didn't kill your dad. And she's like, right. shut the fuck up. And yeah. she like stabs him. Straight up stabs him. And <laughs> I had a real inconvenient time because then Bullseye shows up again. Was there an Evite? Like, how did they all know to be there? Yeah. Is this well, when he hisses at the rat walking by? Yeah, he's climbing up the <laughs> ladder, and then he gets to the top of the roof, and there's a rat there, and he goes... <laughs> a really poorly CGI'd rat, and he, like, hisses at it. And then the rat runs away. And then the rat is upset. Unnecessary <laughs> scene. Just a lot of unnecessary CGI. It just adds to his character development. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Stupid psychopath. Yeah. But Bullseye shows up. Electra found out that Daredevil was Matt because she took off his mask after right. she stabbed him. And then suddenly believes him. He's like, oh, wait. You I'm would, so sorry. You wouldn't hurt my yeah, dad. I'm I sorry thought, I stabbed you. I thought she was going to be more like, oh, like more betrayed because like you're the one that killed my dad. But she was like, oh, wait, never mind. It's all a misunderstanding. She does like a 180 real quick. Really all quick, All a misunderstanding. Yeah. Again, more in the same yeah, place. So Electra's a vigilante for all of five minutes before... She gets stabbed by Bullseye after her two-second fight with him. Oh, yeah. Right, they have a fight. <laughs> so she throws a sigh at him, and obviously he catches it. And throws, throws it, it at back, and that goes... Through her hand. Right, yeah. And then he pulls it out and just stabs her, lifts her into the sky, and then drops her down. <laughs> she got fucked. She did. It was kind of intense. Pretty sure she dies. She yeah. dies in this movie. Her she heart gets... stops beating. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. yeah, I can hear it. Um, she gets resurrected in the next movie. Wait, there's a Daredevil 2? No, it's, it's called Electra. It's just called Electra. She gets a spinoff. Is it good? No. no. Are we watching it? Yes. We are. <laughs> are you watching oh, it? I'll be are there. you watching it? Why are you looking at me weird? Because yeah. I fall asleep during movies. Yeah. Every single one. <laughs> <laughs> so Electra dies, and Matt can't really fight Bullseye right now because he's just been stabbed, so he runs off to the church, and that's the scene from And the now beginning. we're back at the beginning of the movie. You're probably oh, wondering yeah. how I got here. <laughs> now we know. The father's trying to um, there's, so there's a, there's resuscitate a sh- him. Yeah, so he falls down into the church. The priest is there, and then Bullseye shows up. And says, Padre. <laughs> I love, really? Yes, he calls him Padre. <laughs> and here's the problem. The priest is an Irish Catholic priest. <laughs> And Bullseye is Irish. You're the only two Irish people in the movie. Why are you calling what? him Padre? Like you're in, like like this is a Hispanic Catholic church. I love that. It was dumb. That's so like funny. if anything, y'all should be buds. <laughs> um. So Matt's got to fucking get up and fight, and they have a fight with Bullseye. Uh, that's the part where they climb up the walls, and the church they like becomes, jump up the wall, and suddenly the church becomes like a hundred feet tall. <laughs> The CGI and all of this whole scene. The is scale so, of the inside of this church is all over it's the place. So all of them. They're on top of these organs that look like the size of buildings, literally inside this church. They and it shows you the view. In fairness, from down. organs are huge. They are, but not, not that, that big. But the church isn't like two hundred feet tall. No. <laughs> At this one scene, it's so distorted. Like they're on top of these organs. You look down, it looks like you would literally fall to your death. Like <laughs> It was so, ridiculous. So they have a big fight on the yeah. organ pipes because and then, uh, they can't. This movie can't be just normal, right? They they have to be fighting on pipes. Well, and then Bullseye starts smashing the pipes and making loud noises, which causes Daredevil to you know cover oh, his ears yeah. and scream in anguish. And, and then we look part. over 
and we see Sable <laughs> covering her ears and screaming in anguish on the couch. Because the volume was so fucking loud at this but point. you weren't even pantomiming. You were literally doing exactly what Daredevil was doing. I've done completely that Completely organically. Okay, I did that throughout the movie. I don't know if you guys noticed. It wasn't, and it right. was at the loud part. But you did literally what he, you were like, ah, no. <laughs> If so only all knew how Sable was claims to... that she has supersonic hearing. Okay. And I... she relates to Daredevil on multiple levels. I do. And on, I... On everything except being Catholic, I guess. Yeah, I'm not Catholic. But <laughs> I do have supersonic hearing. It's both a disability and a Di- gift. I don't know what else to say to get these fucks to believe me. <laughs> no one believes me, but it's so true. Okay, so, first of all, if, if y'all can see how they're reenacting me, I wasn't holding my head. Yes, you were. Flailing. Yes, you I were. wasn't flailing about. Yes, no, you, you were. were. Like, I was like, oh, because it was so fucking loud. You looked like so Ben Affleck. <laughs> I did not. She's basically Daredevil. I am. He's really cool. So they're doing backflips. They're fucking jumping from pipe to pipe. It's a terrible fight it's scene. It's ridiculous. It's a great fight scene. This is where Bullseye... What? He messes up the stained glass windows, he breaks them all, and then he starts throwing mosaic tiles as if they're those little knife things. <laughs> and he, like, catches all the pieces as they're falling. He's like, yeah, he collects them. He has, like, a little collection in his hands. It's like, like the, And he's throwing them like the ninja stars. Because he runs out of ninja stars. I know, Because he I only carries, kind of like, funny. five of them. Because he, was, he never misses. Well, he's oh. never fought Daredevil, well, so. Yeah, there you um, go. Yeah, so the part you're referring to, he, he runs out of Ninja Stars, he collects all the stained glass pieces that he breaks, and yeah. he throws them all at Daredevil, and Daredevil dodges by doing three backflips. Oh, while yeah. moving forward. <laughs> and it's, it's something I hate so much, because I don't know if it's... I don't know who's to blame here. Is it the Matrix and Bullet Time? Is it Spider-Man who literally did the same exact thing? Oh, yeah. There is no way you can dodge things while doing backflips. That's not a thing. It's not how you dodge things. I've you have no control. Like that. Cool. <laughs> you have no control over your body while you're doing backflips. You can only do backflips. It's whatever gravity's letting you do. Exactly. <laughs> so the fact that they do this again, they did it with Spider-Man, where they just tell Spider-Man to jump in three different ways, and they're gonna animate the little pumpkin bombs around him. Oh yeah. So he should have done thing. like a spin move at least. He should have just like looked at. He's not even look. I mean, he's blind. Okay, whatever. So, <laughs> he should have looked at him. Anyway, Bullseye's got him right where he wants him, and then he just tells him all his secrets. I <laughs> work just, for Wilson Fisk. He's the kingpin. He mentions, like, the Rose calling card. And that then that's Fisk where does. Daredevil realizes that, oh, shit, Fisk is responsible for my dad's death. Exactly. And that gives him, like, the strength to keep fighting. And then how does he get shot? He gets sniped. By a, was it a cop or was that a character we know? I forgot. It was a cop. So a, a random cop. Snipe Bullseye's hand, both of his hands. So, bull, yeah, Bullseye's like, he's holding something. So the bullet goes through both of his hands and he gives him stigmata. Do you know what stigmata is? No. Stigmata is the term for the wounds on Jesus Christ. Oh. When Jesus was nailed to the cross because usually they would just tie someone to the cross. But, in, you know, in the Bible. Right. Uh, they decided to nail his actual body parts to the cross, which is more inhumane than they would normally do. That's really fucked up. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so when Jesus is resurrected, he still has the holes in his hands, 
And so, and it's something that he he can use to show people that you know he's legit. Look, this it's is me. Jesus. Yeah. So since that's called stigmata, it's the holes okay. in your hands, similar to Jesus Christ. It's also kind of a, a like a quote unquote miracle phenomenon that people claim that they've seen themselves with stigmata or they will have stigmata and they think that what if for whatever reason they're special, they're chosen. What do you mean the actual scar? What it like what holes? Like in they your see hands. holes in their hands. Yeah. Some people claim that they like they dream it, uh, like they have holes in their hand, like maybe okay. they're like also like a prophet or something. Mm. Um, Trying to compare themselves to Jesus, yeah. Or some people Jesus. will, some crazy people will willingly over yourself. Yeah. Some crazy people will willingly like do it, like do it, yeah. and that's called stigmata. It's the holes in in the hands. We were talking about this Da Vinci Code. You know that guy, the oh, bad yeah. guy. He has he gives himself the weird stigmata. monk dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, the albino monk. So it's oh, yeah. super fucking weird in this movie that they do a stigmata on Bullseye of all people, of all <laughs> fucking people. Because then he looks at his hands and he does the cross. Yeah, and he shows it to Daredevil and he holds it and like he, this. And then he says, "Show mercy." What? <laughs> but why? He's not. A, first of all, he's not like a deep character <laughs> at all. And you're not supposed to feel any sympathy for him. And he's not. It's also like instantly he does. He goes, my hands (laughs) show mercy. (laughs) It's so. It it was a very sloppy scene. They were were trying to make him deep and it didn't translate. (laughs) Not at all. No one bought it. By comparing him to Jesus fucking Christ. (laughs) Okay. But I'm saying like, why? Why do it? I don't know. It's a, it was a weird choice. Why do anything they were in this a, movie did? I mean, Daredevil's a very Catholic character. It's not not the place, you know. <laughs> it's not how you balance like like the Catholicism and like the no. righteous like. Yeah. Doing that would be like you know having him go to church, which he does, and right. confessing, all, which and he does. All that was fine. Yeah. But you don't make the bad guy remind you of Jesus. That's yeah. weird. And That's like, a weird bit. A hokey bad guy at that. Oh, yeah. As he's <laughs> flipping his cloak. As he's, like, being sassy with his cloak and, like, hissing at rats, yeah. Yeah. So uh, so Daredevil realizes that the real bad guy is Kingpin and that is Fisk. Yeah, and he's like, all right, he well, I'm going to go earlier in the movie. I'm going to go get him. Right. So he goes to Winston, Wilson Fisk's office, and it's just this really ultra-modern office where, like, everything is sleek, stainless it's steel. Weird. And there's weird, like... Tubes of water? Aquarium-like tubes of water everywhere, yeah. So you can see, like, water flowing. It's weird. But early in the movie, he has a whole moment with uh, Jennifer Garner, and it rains. And he's like, hey, like, it's about to rain. Hang out with me in the rain so I can see you. Because when it rains, all the water, like, it works like radar. I can see your face. Which is was kind of a neat moment. The premise was neat, yeah. but the execution was horrible. Horrible, because it's just like an Instagram filter, basically. Because it, it was 2003 CG. I didn't think CG. it was that bad. I loved that so scene. Bad. The rain was cute. It was a cute scene. So anyway, he goes to fight Fisk, and Fisk, thinking that he's like an honorable man, he sends all his security because he wants to fight him like one on hand to hand. Right? He says something like, "I grew up on the Bronx. You wouldn't understand." Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> so they have a fight. This man, being like seven feet tall and incredibly muscular, is a problem for Daredevil. Right. <laughs> Clearly, naturally. Um, but he's pretty much losing the fight until he sees all the water conveniently there. Like like in a video game. You know, like when you're playing a video game and something's glowing and you're like, I should probably go get that thing? That's basically what happened That's here. probably a game mechanic so I can uh, use this against the boss. Exactly. <laughs> and so he like breaks the water 
and water spraying everywhere, and now he has a huge advantage. Because he can actually see where he's at. Yeah. yeah. Oh, true. And he beats the shit out of Fisk. Again, it's a cool concept. It was just, it wasn't executed very well. No. <laughs> While this is all happening, the cops approach Wesley, who was sent away by Fisk earlier. And they're like, hey, you know, we have some uh, evidence against you or someone in the death of this prostitute of, like, that whole case that they were working to prove, like, Coolio's innocent. Yeah, I zoned out for a minute. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's late. <laughs> I'm, like, looking at you. I'm like, you're not even listening to what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I just looked on the time. <laughs> Basically, that in. they have evidence that implicates Wilson Fisk. And basically, they arrest Wesley but give him, like, a plea deal. And then... The cops are coming for Fisk now. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, that's the simplest way I could put it. Yeah. And you would think that's when the movie would end, but we get six more endings. A lot of epilogues, <laughs> yeah. One is, for whatever fucking reason, it cuts to the hospital and we see that Bullseye is alive. Uh, even though he, like, fell down, <laughs> like, ten stories onto a car. <laughs> he prevails. Wow. Uh, oh, yeah. I forgot. He throws him onto the car and then Daredevil goes, Bullseye. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, and then he just fucking, like, and he stabs, like, a fly with a syringe. Yeah, so he's still got his um, superhuman accuracy. Yeah. Another ending scene, he finds a necklace that has Braille on it. For whatever reason, we, the audience, are supposed to know that, that means that Electra's alive. Well, he mentions earlier, because she had, like, the necklace that had, I think it had her name on it or something. Yeah. And then he says something like, oh, I need one of those in Braille. Okay. But it wasn't so a it was a brown necklace. necklace. It was a brown necklace. It was brown because he looks at it and he goes. And he touches it. Oh. Okay, sure. Again, not another scene that didn't need to be in the movie. No, Electra didn't need to be in the movie. And then the fi- <laughs> and then yeah. And then the last two scenes is These ben, ones kinda matter. Ben Yurick comes up to him and he's like, Hey, I know it's you. And I'm gonna I'm gonna write I'm gonna it. run the story because it's my job. And then Daredevil's like, Well, if you do that, I'm done. And he's like, But it's my job. And then it cuts to him sitting on his almost a typewriter, his computer, and he basically just goes, like, delete, 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 delete. Yeah, he has the entire story typed out, and then he just deletes it. And the dumbest way you could delete something, he just holds delete and watches the <laughs> cursor go back. And he's just staring at it and smiling. Dramatic effect. That's how I always delete things. Wow. You know what I do? I either highlight everything and delete, or uh, close it and don't save. I highlight chunks and delete chunks at a time. I don't just sit there. I don't sit there and hold the delete button and stare at my screen like a bozo. Like a bozo. And then he goes outside, and who does he see perched on a rooftop? Daredevil. Yeah, and then he (laughs) he looks up, and I feel like this was kind of a callback to Spider-Man in a weird way. He looks up at Daredevil and he goes, "Go get him, Matt." Oh, I thought go get him, Spidey. Yeah. He says that. He says go oh, get him, Matt. Go get him, Tiger. That's a Mary Jane. Song. Yeah. Oh, actually, he does. I wrote it down. Go get him, Matt. <laughs> go get does him, he... Matt. What What was the plan here? Because he was gonna run the story. Was Daredevil just gonna beat him up if he runs a story? Maybe he was just like waiting to see what would happen. And <laughs> if the story ran, he would just go home. <laughs> I thought he was just gonna beat him up. Like <laughs> he said, go get him, Matt. Just by he didn't say go get him, Daredevil. No, he said Matt. Oh. That's... Well, Go get him, Matt. That's the movie. <laughs> um, was okay. there a post credit scene? We didn't really I didn't even stick around. Yeah, I didn't stick oh. around. Well, we took a break. We're fresh as hell. We're back. Fresh. I'm pretty fresh. Uh, <laughs> all right, so moving on to the analysis of the a portion of the movie. By the way, I, I sort of looked it up. 
There's no post credits. Apparently, in the theatrical cut, the bullseye hospital scene that was a post credit scene. Okay, uh, that felt like a post. Yeah, scene. Yeah, and okay. it makes a lot more sense because we were like, this movie has six endings, right? Yeah. So if you remove that one, the ending kind of flows a little bit better because that was kind of out of place. Yeah, why'd they put it there instead of leaving it as a? Because it's a, I don't know. Because director's cut, so they're like, oh, let's let's move this in so people watch it. But it kind of ruins okay. the... the the flow of the ending. Gets a little, yeah, yeah. It slows it down. Whew. So this film, okay. Overall thoughts, Birdo. Not as bad as I remember, but I still wouldn't say it's good. I think it might be worse than I remember. Really? Going in, I, I had higher hopes. I think. Wow. It was better than I thought it was going to be. Oh, you've never seen it ever, that's right. Yeah, and I no. had low expectations because I had only ever seen that playground scene, so I thought that was the tone of the whole movie. <laughs> the worst scene of the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. So, I was pleasantly surprised. For the role of Daredevil, Vin Diesel was considered. That would have been weird. That would have been bad. That been, yeah, Ew, I think it would have been bad. No. So Matt Damon was also considered. Uh, eventually, the role goes to Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's a big fan of like comics and and Daredevil. Yeah, he's like specifically a Daredevil fan, I believe. Yeah, apparently he read every single issue of Daredevil in preparation for the role. Oh, he must have been so disappointed. <laughs> oh, that's kind of sad. But it kind of makes sense because you could probably shotgun, you know, in a month or two, you can probably read every issue ever, right? Yeah, especially if you're getting paid to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, millions of dollars. Joe Quesada, who we had mentioned, he's a Marvel executive uh, and an artist, commented that this was very serendipitous, that they would have casted Ben Affleck for this, because when he was drawing Daredevil in his run with Kevin Smith as a writer, they based his look off of Ben Affleck as, as like a model. Oh, we did talk you, about you this. You talked about this while we were watching the movie. Yeah, but in private. We didn't talk about this yeah. on oh, the recording, is what okay. I'm saying. Similar to Samuel Jackson. He was the inspiration for... Nick Fury? For Nick Fury in the Ultimate Comics. And then later on, they casted him to be Nick Fury, right? Yeah. Wasn't Ryan Reynolds also the inspiration for a character? I don't know if it was necessarily Deadpool, but I feel like yes. he was. There's so like a in, whole like joke with that. There's a oh, joke. there's a joke about it? There's a joke in, in Daredevil. Sorry. <laughs> in Deadpool. Whoa. That uh, Deadpool considers himself to be... As handsome as Ryan Reynolds. And, so, they, and that was oh, in okay. the comics before Ryan Reynolds was ever casted. Yeah. Oh, okay. That and Ryan Reynolds is also a huge fan of Deadpool. Exactly. And that then so at, at one point they asked Deadpool, like, what does he look like under the mask? And he said a cross between Ryan Reynolds and like a, like a Shima Inu or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's what it was. So good casting, I think. I like Ben Affleck a lot in this role. No, the casting the, for this whole movie was I, not bad. I liked Foggy. If I'm honest, I think this movie might be better if you're blind. <laughs> like because, if you're just hearing it? Yeah, I think that's the irony Whoa. is because it doesn't look good and I think it's executed very, very poorly. But the script is really good. And we said this while we were watching the movie is that it seems well written. Right. Uh, and, and a lot of these characters are good. A lot of the direction and cinematography, action... The music choices. I'm fine with the music. The costuming. We're fine with the music. Sorry, moving on. The (laughs) costuming. Everything post the script being written kind of is terrible, right? Yeah. Like, there was was a lot of potential here, but it just didn't quite hit the mark. I, again, we watched the director's cut of this movie. 
and it has the whole subplot with Coolio in it that was cut out. Without that subplot, there is no way to implicate Wesley in this murder, which is how they catch Kingpin at the end of the movie. Right. I'm really interested to know. I'm not going to watch the movie again, but I'm interested to know what the theatrical cut did in order to accomplish that. They or, probably just had cops show up at the end. Exactly. I Probably. Because, again, it's only like an hour 40 minutes. Yeah. Is there time for that? Like, there was an entire half so, hour of plot cut out of this movie. Yeah. And, again, we were saying, that's it's kind of all the cool lawyery side of Daredevil. Which is a huge part of his character. But in all of these characters, it's such a superhero trope to have dual identities. Uh, not every superhero is just like Thor, who's just like, no, I'm Thor. That's my name. That's it. This is who I am. I don't have to hide. Even though in the comics, he did hide. He, he did have an he alter was, uh, ego Donald for a little Blake. bit. Exactly. Ew, Donald Blake. That was his alter ego name That's when he when he had to like name. hide. Yeah. But he wasn't one of these characters that like spends half his time, you know, having an alter ego is what I'm saying. It's such a common thing that for a lot of these characters, the, the story works better when you see both their sides. You know, when you see Batman doing some Bruce Wayne stuff in addition to doing Batman stuff or you see Superman being Clark Kent, you know, working a story as a reporter and then learning something and then handling it as Superman. Right. Oh, yeah, like Spider-Man, yeah. like Spider-Man as Peter Parker, because it's he takes his own pictures. So it kind of is like funny. Sure. Yeah. Just totally cheating, by the way. Oh, I know. They were like model headshots. Then Joe, what's his name? Going. J. Jonah Jonah Jameson? Jameson. Yeah, J. Yeah. Jonah Jameson's like, oh, these are horrible. I'll give you 50 bucks. And he's like, what? They're worth way more than that. I can recite that. I was about to say, are you going <laughs> to recite the whole movie? And we're going to take a quick break so that Sable can recite all of Spider-Man 1. <laughs> we can do it. Okay. We can switch gears. <laughs> From the top. <laughs> I bet you're wondering how I got here. Oh, this, God. <laughs> this, this story is not for the faint of heart. He does say that. That's, that's Wait, what he says. in Spider-Man? That's yeah. how the movie starts. He goes, this story is not for the faint of heart. Really? You know, it totally yeah. is. Even though it's so chill. Exactly, yeah. It's not that bad. Nothing crazy. His, his uncle dies. That's kind of... Oh. Don't tell Harry. That's the scariest part, I guess. Don't tell Harry. And then he dies. <laughs> he does die abruptly, now that you mention. He just goes... <laughs> it's yeah i, I can okay. play it in my head all right well anyway i feel like definitely watch a director's cut because I'm, I'm trying to imagine what this movie would be like without that subplot of seeing matt murdoch being a lawyer and using his smell and nowhere using near his, as good yeah he's using his abilities he's also like showing what his character is that he's a very you know obsessed with justice he's righteous he's trying to do the right thing in the eyes of god because as a devout catholic he considers himself a servant of god right he does and so he only wants to represent the innocent he wants justice to be served he doesn't want loopholes in the system to be what's the word exploited exploited yeah thank you Hmm. uh there is a part that we didn't mention in the plot where he's got a witness on the stand it's a crooked cop and he believes his testimony because he's listening to his heartbeat and his heartbeat is not a normal at all. It's completely right. like And it confuses normal. the shit out of him. He's like, wait, he's telling the truth, but how? But, right, because he looks at his client, Coolio, and Coolio's telling the truth, and he's like, both of these people can't be telling the truth. Somebody has to be lying. So he finds the guy later on as himself, as Matt Murdock, not as Daredevil. Kind of a ballsy move. Y- yeah. First of all, you're not allowed to even talk to <laughs> witnesses outside the courtroom, yeah. um, especially because you don't represent them. That's... <laughs> illegal first of all <laughs> second of all you're like threatening and, and intimidating him but he's also a crooked cop so it, anyway he ended up being right so exactly and he just goes up to him and he's like 
why can't I tell if you're telling the truth? Like, how are you not lying? And he rips his shirt off and he says that he's wearing a pacemaker. Or not wearing, he, he, he has a pacemaker. Yeah, he like, because he, so he uh, notices somehow, he does he see the scar or does he like feel the scar? He feels it, I imagine, because he's blind. He does this as... Not as Daredevil? No, he doesn't as Matt Murdock. He's just regular as Matt. And he realizes he has a pacemaker. And that was a nice little detail because it fucks with his little superpower where he can tell if someone's lying. Wouldn't the guy think it's so weird? Like, why are you ripping my damn shirt off? How could you hear my heartbeat, weirdo? Were you not watching the movie? That might have been when she fell asleep. (laughs) Wait, you weren't supposed to tell the viewer, the listeners that I fell asleep. Well, cat's out of the bag. So. Fuck. (laughs) Yeah. So, again, watch the director's cut because it's, it's in those moments that really kind of flushes the character out. On it flushes paper, all the characters exactly. out. Exactly. On paper, this is a fantastic film. And Kevin Feige, who's a producer on this movie, the now president of Marvel Studios, mentions that. He says this is... Like, he, if you're going to watch the movie, watch this version. Yeah, of it. And, and Kevin Feige is so great because he's very careful with his wording. Because he is such a good executive. He's not going to shit talk anybody. He's going to be very professional. And I'm pretty sure, let me look it up. But I'm pretty sure what he said was like, this was one of the best scripts we had ever worked with. And it's such a nice (laughs) thing to say about this movie when it's really, in my opinion, the only thing it's got going for it. But like you said, the script for it is good. Yeah. I really want to know why they went. the playground fight. That didn't need to be there. Well, hold on. Because on paper, you can't, you probably didn't write. And then they jump on seesaws, <laughs> and then they do some flips, and there's kids cheering. All that was probably decided when they planned out the the shots. And stuff. So the writer has no nothing to do with like stuff like that. It comes in. It they depends. They can take your writings and interpret it however they want. Yeah, I mean, the, depends the, on if the, the studios that. allow that to happen. The dir- directors get all kind of all kinds of like you know rewrites. They're yeah. overall in charge. Oh wow! So it, I couldn't imagine writing something good. Well, then... that's why some directors. Don't like working under like strict studios. Like some directors don't want to work with Marvel Studios because they're not gonna have complete control over the movie. Yeah, which is why you know like Edgar Wright. Well, he was originally gonna direct Ant Man. Oh, and him and Marvel Studios just kind of had a falling out, like creative differences. Hmm. But Marvel has done such a good job, so just like. Right, right. They, they didn't, didn't want anyone coming in fucking up the formula. They didn't want exactly. They didn't want one movie to stand out as being over the top artistic, which mm-hmm. is what Edgar Wright is. It's the same thing with uh, Edward Norton. He had disagreements. Yeah. He's also with... a giant dick. Oh, I've heard that. <laughs> so. so who oversees Kevin Feige? Like what the? Yeah, producers. Producers are the ones in charge of the oh, bosses. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, he did say that this was one of the strongest comic book scripts they had received, which is. Technically the truth, probably. <laughs> Actually, probably, because I'm thinking about, like, I love the Spider-Man movies, but those scripts aren't the best. They're not, no. Uh, <laughs> no. We'll, we'll get to those when we I get to those, but I, I agree. I would say on paper this is a better movie. Yeah. Um, but Execution once you wasn't... see it on screen, absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. So some of those things, if we want to get to cinematography, for example, the movie is riddled with Dutch angles and weird tracking shots. So a Dutch angle is when you tilt the camera sideways. So imagine if you tilt your head kind of like towards the, like the side and you see everything crooked. I hate that. It makes me feel not like weird. Yeah. It's supposed and, to. Ugh. Yeah, but to what effect? You know, like this movie does it a lot. No, yeah. I don't it, know if you know. If it's used just... effectively, it's supposed to like kind of signify like something's off. Something's not right. Sure. To me, it's just distracting from the whole... It takes me out of the movie, and I'm like, oh, wait. Now I'm watching a movie, and the camera's doing something weird, and I'm well, yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, if it does it effectively, 
it's good and it captures like a like a feeling. Mm. If it's used liberally like that, then my it's just distracting. Is just yeah. I think the out. first uh, Thor movie used a lot of Dutch angles too. Well, I think it uses more than Dutch angles. It uses like weird upside down angles too, and it was sort of a thing that. Oh, what's that guy's name? The director does a little bit sometimes. Yeah, that, like that's just like one of his. He does like overreaching tracking shots, like through the air. Then the camera flips around, and mm. I don't love it, but I think he's pretty good at. Um, overall, I think he's a pretty good director. Uh, fuck, what's his name? It's the guy that played Gilderoy Lockhart yeah, yeah, in him, Harry him. Potter. I don't remember his name, but yeah, Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, yeah, because he directed the first Thor. There's a lot of weird tracking shots in this movie. So a tracking shot is basically. When they put a camera on wheels and it moves kind of a lot in one shot. And it's sometimes necessary, like in an action movie, when you're like the action is literally moving in a direction. A lot of times, if the characters are just standing there, then what's the point of having the camera move around them? It's something that, um, Transformers guy, Shia LaBeouf. No, but thank you. No. Uh, director Michael Bay. Michael Bay. Michael, Michael Bay, Bay does it a lot. He's kind of known for. Every single one of his shots is a tracking shot. The camera never stays still. And it gets so disorientating because two people are just having a conversation and the camera's just like moving in circles around them. <laughs> and they just, <laughs> like, it can't stay still. Uh, there was a couple scenes in this where, I don't know if you remember when Foggy and uh, Matt are walking out of the courtroom. The camera's just like moving and moving and then they stop moving and it moves around them. It doesn't really need to do that. No, absolutely not. Also, there's a lot of tracking shots through New York City, and it's all CGI. And this is, again, we said it. This is around the era where they thought, oh, CGI, we're going to use it for everything. Let's use it as much as we can. Zorro did it. <laughs> the oh, second yeah. one. Uh, <laughs> and the problem is, you not only do you not need to do it, it doesn't look any better with it. Like It looks worse. You should only use CGI for things that you want in the movie, not things that now you're like, oh... Let's just add more and more and more and more of it. And for example, this is New York City. There is hours and hours and hours of stock footage of New York City skylines. Day, night, winter, summer, whatever you want. Exactly. You could have gotten so much like cheap stock footage in New York City. You didn't have to recreate it all on a computer and have it look bad. But they wanted it to like be like this weird swooping through the buildings, up and down, and then zoom in on Daredevil. But why? You know what I mean? I think they wanted it to look like Spider-Man. Like we said, this movie has that kind of like Spider-Man fever. Yeah. But Spider-Man is a character who literally swings through New York City. So it makes more sense for, in his movie, the cameras to be also swinging through New York City. Daredevil along with them. Exactly. Daredevil isn't as much. So there's another shot where he's standing... Are you, are you okay? <laughs> sorry. I just thought it was something. Care to share? Yeah. Well, it has to do with the movie. Okay. I was just thinking of the scene where he's in the that grungy bar and he's just like hiding. In the rafter. And they all just see him. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, like, who the hell is that? Like, and then they all just like slowly start to notice, hey, who is he? I'm like... <laughs> I don't know why I thought of it. It's just funny. In fairness, like I, um, like I like that scene because I love that scene. No, it's they not, all just like slowly yeah. just noticing Look, him. Like not everybody's Batman who you know in every one of his movies, like we said, he just comes crashing in right. through the ceiling, 
Big surprise. No one saw him coming. This or just, same like Spider-Man swinging in with a little quirky one-liner. Yeah. No, this guy. He's just, ha- he's hanging there and then everyone's like, hey, c- like, can we help you? They're like, like what, what do you want? want? Justice. <laughs> like, was he waiting for them to notice him? Maybe. He might have been. I just thought it was funny. I just, if anything, it's ballsy because he doesn't need the element of surprise. He, he can beat all these people up. You yeah. Know? He's just yeah. better skilled. <laughs> All right, we can move. Oh, yeah. So I was saying the tracking shot. There's a scene, uh, there's a shot where he's on a rooftop on the cathedral and he's between all the gargoyles. And what the camera does is that it hovers above the gargoyles. So you see gargoyle, gargoyle, daredevil, gargoyle. And then it goes, the camera goes around a gargoyle and then all the way back in front of daredevil. And it's like this big swooping shot, which would have been fine if you could do it in real life. But since you can't, why Why do it with CGI that looks bad? You know what I mean? And I get what the shot is supposed to do. It's supposed to compare him to like a gargoyle who is like protecting the church and working for God, right? Yeah. And that's what he thinks he's doing. He thinks him as he's dressed up God's as a work. devil, similar to what these gargoyles are. He's Yeah, right. He's, he's carrying out the work of God. That's a fine comparison and that's good imagery, but... Make it, it look good. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't look good. So... Do it in a different way. You don't need a big swooping shot to do that. You could have done a real shot with real gargoyles on a real cathedral or on a set or whatever. Even if it feels like... In a static shot. Yeah. You could have done that. You could have just had the camera tilt and it's looking at, you know, it's looking at one gargoyle, another gargoyle, and then Daredevil. You don't need the camera to be swooping in a way that would be physically impossible unless if you have this giant rig and cables and harnesses and whatever. So... Where's the payoff? You know what I mean? Cinemata- the cinematography in this, and it just it doesn't stop there. It's constant, right? It's and it's weird music video cinematography. Uh, this whole movie looks like a music video. It does. Uh, it looks like an Evanescence music video, Hell and yeah. that's why I we were talking about this. We stopped Bring the movie, and we yeah, and we watched the Bring Me to Life <laughs> uh, music video because I swore to God that. It was a Daredevil tie-in music video. It's something that I remembered so vividly that I thought I was having a Mandela effect. (laughs) But I could have swore that the official music video to that song was a tie-in to Daredevil and he was in it. No, I could have told you that one. Well, it's my memory. I used to watch that music video all the time. Well, the thing is, that music video, because music videos are filmed on the cheap, right? And that one looks cheap because it has all these effects. It takes place like on a a skyscraper. skyscraper. And it's like 2002, like, you know, cheap CGI and, and special effects. But that music video doesn't look that much better than this movie. You know what I mean? It and I think that... looks like a scene from the movie. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that's why I had that confusion. There's the scene where we said they all converge on a rooftop to have a big fight. Oh, and yeah. they're, like, walking in and out of, like, like sheets that are hung out to dry, like laundry. And it's very... It, it just looks like a music video. Like, especially from this era where there's, like, just sheets and, like, smoke machines and then <laughs> there's the band playing in, like, a random empty apartment, you know? Yeah. So edgy. We're just on a rooftop. Anyway, I don't know if you guys remember any other instances of bad cinematography, but it's just, it's not a very good-looking movie. Ghost all, Rider all 2? 
No, I mean in this movie is what I'm saying. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> I thought you meant in general. Like, he just, like Ghost Rider uh, 2 yeah. had, had pretty bad it. cinematography. Yeah, well, yeah in fairness, if we had to rank, you know, the movies, that's definitely the worst. Oh, yeah. And I think this is getting there. Like, this is cl- not far behind. I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was pretty bad. Ghost um, Rider was horrible. You didn't watch the second one. The no, the second one. one. Well, the first one was directed by the same guy as oh, this movie. Right. And so the, it makes sense that they have a similar look, that they treat the character similarly. Yeah. Uh, and so on. But like what we were saying earlier with Ben Affleck grabbing Jennifer Garner, that for all we know, that may have not been in the script. That may have been something that maybe he was chasing her down to get her phone number in a more respectable way. And on the day, the director's like, okay, what we're going to do is you're going to grab her a couple times uncomfortably. You know what I mean? Ugh. Exactly. Just makes so, him unlikable. Yeah, and I don't know. That's an assumption. I'm just saying it's right. it's everything post-script for me that doesn't work with this movie. Yeah. Do you guys want to move on to action? I liked the bar scene a lot where they're fighting. I think that might be the only good part. And the playground um, scene. I think maybe... No, like no, the, the playground scene was... God awful. The bar fight, I think they put all their resources in that one fight and they phoned the rest in. It's also the one fight that felt the most like a like a daredevil type yeah. scenario. It was very, I love combat fights where it's just man to man, just fists, no explosions, none of that fluff. I hate all it. Uh, okay, man to man. I want to know in the wherever people can reach you guys. Uh, why do people like explosions and just like noises and loud? Like, how is that interesting Testosterone. to look at? I don't know. I don't get it. Like seeing two people fight and having the choreographed like moves and stuff. Like that's just so much more interesting. Like, ugh. You I can hate have explosions. explosions work too, if though. It, if it no. works with what. The story is doing. Like, I'll never forget. Like what? we were talking about the first Zora, Zora movie. It that, explosion that explosion was fine. It, it was. Uh, it was part of the plot. That's so rare. The to find action worked so well. That never happens. And then right. that explosion just really capped off that movie. And by the end, you're just like, yes, like it works. I, I want it. Random know? explosions. Yes, I would agree. No, it's I'll never yeah. forget the Superman movie. Man of Steel. I think it was Man of Steel. Yeah, I it's felt too much. was that where we saw it in the yeah. big theater. We're, we're about to talk about it in a little bit because yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're gonna end up watching that next. Actually, probably next. Yeah, Man of Steel. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but that movie was just so dull towards the end because it was just so many explosions. I'm like, this is just so lame. And Curtis agreed with me. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I feel like you guys don't agree with me. I actually a thousand percent agree. No, with the you. action uh, in I that think, movie was dull. I think that movie is really, really good, and I think it'd be a lot better if they cut ten minutes out of the third act. I think that fight when goes they're just on destroying for the city for like forty-five yeah. minutes. Yeah. I th- it it was like a it was comically long. Like I was like, is this like still happening? I'm like, I'm literally like, I fell asleep. It I was think so yeah, boring. I think you can cut a lot of that out, and the movie works a lot better because the rest of the movie I think is really good. Anyway, we're not talking about that movie. <laughs> I think the action in this movie, Daredevil, is a lot like a group project where just the one smart person was working on one section and then everyone else just kind of like wrote something that didn't make sense at the very end, like right before the deadline, you know. The bar fight, I think, is really good. It's some of the best like fight choreography, some of the best stunts. Even the fight, like when that fight continued into the subway, it was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That whole sequence was really good. The rest of the action in this movie is god awful. What do you think about terrible. how they jump two hundred feet into the? Yeah, exactly. that was ridiculous. So, the final <laughs> fight in the church, or it's not the final fight, but the final fight with Bullseye in the yeah. church. 
So ridiculous. In, in that one, it. like we said, it's a combination of bad action, like we said, and then horrible CGI. And like, oh, well, since we've got these characters and since we have this technology, computers and CGI, what can we do with it? Okay, well, they're going to go fight up in the fucking organ tubes, bells, <laughs> right? Why not have that fight in the church? Like, on the ground where two people would fight. Because it had to have a loud noise but to hurt Daredevil. I, I understand yeah. that. But you know, what, too. you know what some churches have, too? They, they have the organs on the floor. <laughs> they don't <laughs> all true. have the that's organs true. up in the air. Some of them have them on ground level. So you didn't have to do that. I would understand if it was Spider-Man, because Spider-Man is this swinging acrobatic He's a character. very vertical. Yeah. Daredevil kind of is too, but like with this grappling hook thing, he doesn't leap 30 feet in the air. And do backflips off of pipes and front flips moving backwards and backflips <laughs> moving forwards and things that are physically impossible. <laughs> a lot of the action in this movie looks like they're on wires and it's because, no duh, they are. But right. the whole point of putting your actors in wires or stuntmen, <laughs> more appropriately, in on <laughs> wires and harnesses is to do something that's physically dangerous or impossible and be safe. It's not to have them literally swinging around on wires. Anytime a character jumps, they're jumping like 30 feet into the air and then they're very gracefully landing, not at like normal gravity speeds, right? They're just very, it looks like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. But that movie is supposed to be like this like ballet and this very orchestrated kind of like, you know, they're jumping on top of trees and stuff like that. Oh, it makes sense. It's part of that. It's part of the aesthetic of that movie. Not this, right? So they shouldn't actually look like they're on wires all the time. And also, who the fuck is Bullseye to be able to do all that stuff? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Bullseye, that's an accurate person. That's that's about it. (laughs) Cape helps him Fooling in his little cloak around. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But he's... Okay, if Bullseye is a character who has incredible aim whether it be with darts uh ninja stars whatever then he's a character who should not get close to you he should he's a character that if if i were bullseye i would be finding people from far away because that's where his advantage lies right other people can't get to him a fight with bullseye and daredevil should be daredevil trying to close the gap exactly between him and bullseye and bullseye trying to shoot him first right they should never be hand to hand and if they are that fight should go to daredevil every single time right so i appreciate that they did the whole um loud noises bang on the bells thing but they only did that because they only needed to do that because they put them so close together you know what i mean and because he ran out of ninja stars because he only has four well i guess if you never miss you don't need that many (laughs) right (laughs) so there's that fight there's the one with jennifer garner in the playground which is comically bad sure we know but also, I don't know if you guys noticed that fight's really slow. It looks like they they didn't memorize their like their moves and they were doing it really slow on the day. Yeah. Did you notice that? They're yeah. like, all right, They're one, like... two, boom, boom. Very like choppy. Yeah. And it just doesn't it doesn't look real. And I'm like, were they dating? I don't know. I'll look it up. So why not have the time to figure this out? You know, usually on movies like this, the actors who have to do all these stunts, they have to come, they have to show up like two months early so that they can have all this stuff memorized. It's like every Star Wars movies, if you have a lightsaber fight, you got to show up super early to go through all the choreography so it looks good on the day that they film, right? I get the impression that they just added this fight at the very end because they're just like, okay, I'm going to punch you block. Now you punch, I block. 
now, now we're going to jump kick. on these seesaws. Yeah. Now yeah. we got a time. We have some time to fill, so let's just do a little seesawing right here. You know, let's go get some extras to scream fight <laughs> behind the fence. Um, <laughs> yeah, some little children yeah. extras. Yeah, action doesn't work for me. Uh, costumes, you hate the costume, right? Yeah, it's like a weird leather jacket type yeah. deal. I'm just not a fan. The aesthetic overall of this movie is very like. 2000s like hokey middle school hot topic hot topic y it goes uh, with the soundtrack alt rock yeah yeah and so is the soundtrack exactly well i um, like it it fits but it's very even the soundtrack is like i don't know how to say this because i'm not like dated a huge music buff or whatever but it just feels like what like middle school alt rock posers would be listening to Poser. And, yeah, it doesn't sound it. Okay, it's got hooba stinking. <laughs> like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, like they're not. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if they sprinkled in like some Nickelback? That wouldn't be great either. <laughs> Honestly, it's par for the course now. Like, it's the only thing this song, this track was missing was a little bit of ooh. They could put in Creed or a little bit or of Creed. Creed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Creed. Creed would have been more, more appropriate, I think, than yeah, cause, Nickelback because they're. Uh, Christian band. <laughs> That's Nickelback. Bigger, bigger, what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> With arms wide yeah, open. Yeah, that's great. With arms wide open. <laughs> With arms wide open. I killed it. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to just say, I don't hate Daredevil's costume in this. I think it's fine for the most part. I think the worst part might be the helmet. I think the helmet doesn't look good. I think his. I think the fact is that is it's his nose that's showing. It's exposed. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, that part's weird. And then when you draw it, like Daredevil usually has his nose exposed, also like in comics. But when you put it on a real person, it looks weird. Weird, yeah. Yeah. Probably the same reason why, like in the X Men movies, they didn't do like Wolverine's yellow spandex. One of those, yeah. Oh, yeah. And his like little helmet with it, the little things on, yeah. In the TV show, uh, his mask has a nose covering. And it looks a lot better. But also, the practicality behind it is if you're a fighter, like a hand-to-hand fighter, protect and you're wearing your a helmet, nose. fucking protect your nose. That's the first thing that's going to get punched, right? Yeah. That's what you should be protecting the most uh, if you're going in a, in a fight with a helmet, right? Especially if all of your other senses are, like, dialed up to 11. You don't want your fucking nose yeah. getting broken. Oh, now, <laughs> Captain America, his helmet has his nose exposed. And I can't tell you what the difference is because it looks great on Captain America, but it looks terrible on this Daredevil. Well, Captain America doesn't have horns. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think the horns is it, though. Like, I don't know. It's something. It Maybe it's like the eye holes are bigger and there's ear holes. Well, I don't know what it Captain is. Captain America's... Ear holes. Well, like, little Cal in Avengers looks terrible. Yeah, that one does, doesn't look great. But overall, like, most of his helmets are more or less the same. Yeah, his and, Winter Soldier uh, one's good. That on is just, yeah, his helmets are good. They're more or less the same, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what it is about this one, but I don't mind the whole jacket part. It doesn't seem practical. The red color looks nice, I think. I don't know. I'm okay with it. The color of it's fine. Like, it's that's Daredevil's color. Yeah. You really liked Jennifer Garner's outfits. Yeah, she had cute outfits. Even, like, her street wear was cute. Yeah. She doesn't wear, like, a hokey superhero outfit, though. No, it's very, like, chill. Yeah, I like hers. Her costume, which I think is mostly original in the Daredevil TV show, is really cool. Hmm. It's got that red face mask that she wears. It's It's very, like, ninja-like. Yeah. I don't know how much that would hold up now in, like, the COVID era. We're all kind of sick of, like, face masks. 
Oh, yeah, they're not cool anymore. Yeah. They're not cool. <laughs> now everyone has them, so. Yeah. So, but anyway, we're going to see more of our uh, costumes next week when we do Elektra. Uh, and then fucking Bullseye. His costume's terrible. It's the best in the whole movie. <laughs> like, in fairness, his costume in the comics is bad. It's just like a generic bad guy right. costume. Like a trench coat type of cape looking thing. No, no it's like a unitard yeah. with a big bullseye on it in the comics. No, oh. Yeah, he, he looks dumb in the comics too, but like... Wait, he looks worse than this. Yeah. Somehow this this they... is a downgrade. <laughs> and we, we already talked about it. He wears the beanie and the long like alligator skin trench coat. Yeah. Looks terrible, and he's like flinging it around as if it's a cape. Yeah, I love it. Is there any think... way we could get like a gif of that or something? Or yeah, yeah, video sure, sure. Just... Well, there'll be a picture in the description. Oh, uh, so I'll scroll down, and you'll that. be able to see it. But I think the only thing he was missing was like a really sweet like wallet chain. <laughs> Are you sure he didn't have one? I'm not sure. No, actually, <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if he did. But what I kind had of a shoes chain. did he wear? Probably some big boots. Doc Martens. <laughs> One thing I would like to say Speaking regarding of- the movie is um, Electra didn't need to be in this movie. Uh, you s- she didn't think about that because a lot, a lot of the plot, he gets to where he needs to be because he meets Electra. So she puts him where he needs to be. They could have had any other reason for him to attend some sort of party. Though, Do you think it would have been less interesting without like her it might have been it, less interesting, in interest. but she didn't have really anything to do in this movie. Do you know what I mean? Maybe. I, I would say maybe like Bullseye she... didn't need to be in this movie. He was the star. No, he actually didn't <laughs> He got a do lot much. of screen time. Like, he only only thing he does is kill Elektra's dad, but any other henchman could have done that. No, he killed him with... No other henchman could have done it with Daredevil's stick. They could have just shot him, and Elektra turns around, and, and she just sees Daredevil, and she's like, oh my god, you did it. Uh... That's what they do in every other movie. Hmm. Oh my god, you did it. I didn't do it. I don't believe you. Yeah. Like that. (laughs) Just like that. Okay. (laughs) I think the most fascinating part of this movie is that it contains Ben Affleck, Jon Favreau, and Kevin Feige. All three of these men are on the set of this overall pretty bad movie. They (laughs) now kind of control all of fandom um, between the three of them. You've got John Favreau, who helped kick off the MCU with Iron Man. A lot of decisions that John Favreau made set the MCU in place, like casting Robert Downey Jr. That was all John Favreau. Nobody else wanted oh, RDJ. Oh, he fought for that too. John Favreau fought for that. That's what that he said. This is what's going to make the movie. We need to make it happen. Because they were nervous about RDJ, right? He was a big liability at the time. Yeah. yeah. The last thing they needed was like ODing on set or something, and then yeah. So but he was clean throughout all those yeah, movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was post-rehab and everything. Okay. Yeah. But that one decision, imagine what the MCU would be like with any other actor playing, you know, Iron Man. Can't That's John it. Favreau. John Favreau also went on to, to Mandalorian. Uh, and he, now he's kind of more in control of Star Wars than anybody else, right? Because there's not that I many I feel like mo- it's like him and Filoni. <laughs> right. Because they're, right now it's all TV shows, you know? And all of those TV shows got greenlit because of the success of Mandalorian. So... That's all John Favreau. Kevin Feige has been an executive producer for Marvel since Marvel Studios started. And a lot of people don't know this. Marvel Studios started year in the late 90s, not with Iron Man. Marvel Studios started right around the time they were doing Spider-Man. So Spider-Man, all of these movies that we're covering, like this one, Ghost Rider, X-Men, 
all those movies were technically under Marvel Studios, but it was all licensed under all these other big companies like Fox, Sony. It's not till later that they wanted full control and started what we know as Marvel Studios now and started making their own movies with Iron Man on, right? Right. So Kevin Feige was just there doing God knows what. Like, who knows how much control he had. A lot of times he went kind of like, not uncredited, but like subcredited. So he's not like the first names you see under producers. Right. He's like later on in the regular credits, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> all this to say, all this to say, I think this movie had to exist. It had to fail for each three of these men, the future Batman, the future, let's be honest, leader of Star Wars, and the future president of Marvel Studios to fail here so they can say, I can do this better. Let me go do something better. And from the crucible that was this piece of shit movie, we got the Mandalorian, we got Ben Affleck as Batman, and we get Kevin Feige making the MCU. I think that's what happened. I think if this movie didn't exist... None of that would have happened. I think calling it a piece of shit movie is a little extreme. Well, that's my opinion. <laughs> okay, do you agree? We'll talk about that at the end. Okay, I got shut down. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We have a You're section where we talk about... Podcast. I'm not. I just don't know what to talk about where. Let's move on to our next segment if we have nothing else to add on analysis. Let's move on to our next section. <laughs> Keep our cancel. Yeah, thank you. That was very nice of you to do that. <laughs> So Keeper Cancels a segment where we talk about the people in the movie. We decide if we're going to keep them or we're going to cancel them. So I thought we could do Ben Affleck is the obvious one. And Colin Farrell, because he's not in any other thing we're going to talk about. Not Jennifer Garner? She's in the next movie. She's she in week. the next movie. So then yeah. we decide then if she's yeah. kept or canceled. Yeah. Okay. So, so it's just these ben, two? Yeah. So Ben Affleck or Colin Farrell? What do you want, who do you want to do first? Who's Colin Farrell? Who's Colin Farrell? <laughs> bullseye. Oh, that's Bullseye? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Who'd you think that was? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know. I honestly don't really know actors' names. He was also um, the bad guy in the first Fantastic Beasts movie for most of the movie. Yeah. He played Grindelwald. Oh, yeah. Before he transformed into Johnny Depp. Oh, that's right. Oh, fuck. I forgot all about that movie. It's been a bunch of movies. Okay, so I guess we're doing Colin Farrell. Uh, he's been in... He was in Phone Booth. I don't know if you ever saw that one. Um, that's one of the guys trapped in the phone booth, right? Yep. That's exactly <laughs> what that is. Apparently, he was in Minority Report? SWAT. He's really good in Minority Report. He's like the Who's main villain. Oh. Villain. The guy chasing uh, yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He does American in that one. Like we were saying, poor guy, he's Irish. And he's never allowed to be Irish. Except in this movie. <laughs> Except in this movie. And he plays such a dumb character. Then this is probably one of his favorite movies. I, I, you don't, you I don't doubt think that. he enjoyed working on this film. I don't know. I doubt he enjoyed it. <laughs> he looks like he did it all in two days, honestly. Horrible Bosses. I like him in Horrible Bosses, actually. Miami Vice. He's going to be in The yeah. Batman? He plays Penguin. What? Yeah. You didn't know that? No. He, uh, under Heavy Prosthetics. Okay. Yeah, so he there's a shot of him in the trailer. It uh, doesn't look anything like him. No, you, you wouldn't recognize him at all. Uh, yeah, and we said Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Him. I was kind of upset that by the end of the movie they turned him into Johnny Depp because I was like, you know, out of the two actors, 
I like I like Johnny Depp as an actor, but I've it's just like I, I think I'm capped out with Johnny Depp. Like we've seen him in too many things at this point. Yeah, I'm a little capped out with him too. And so when you, we see him as another weird character with weird hair doing weird things, and you're like, oh, it's you're like oh, great. just Johnny Depp again. Not this again. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Johnny Depp and the So I kind of would have preferred if just Colin Farrell was. And he played the role Randall. pretty well. Like they should have just made him blonde at the end. Be like, oh yeah. I'm blonde. That that was <laughs> that was my disguise. This was the black hair. <laughs> I don't know. And then now that Johnny Depp's like not in the movie anymore, people were saying like, just have him like, I don't know. He's Become stuck Colin as Colin Farrell, Farrell again. again or something. Who are they replacing him with? Uh, What's his face? The guy from Doctor Strange. Mads Mikkelsen. Yep. He's fine. They should have got Matt Mickelson from the first place. Yeah. He's a much better actor. I mean, again, maybe not a better actor than Johnny Depp. going to be Johnny another role good. where he has, like, weird shit on his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, at this point, like, uh, like I said, I'm capped out with Johnny Depp. I, Mads Mickelson, uh, I think, just works better. Anyway, we're not talking about Mads Mickelson. We're talking about Colin Farrell. And we would keep Mads Mickelson anyway. I like Mads Mickelson a lot. Who the fuck? That name sounds made up. <laughs> Mads Mikkelsen. What? It's Swedish. He's uh, the bad guy in Doctor Strange. I think it's Swedish. No, Danish. Sorry, Danish. Oh, this guy? Mads yeah. Mikkelsen. This guy. Was he in um, James Bond? Looks. Yeah, he was in Casino Royale. <laughs> Hell yeah, he was. Yeah. Anyway, anyway. we're talking about Colin Farrell. <laughs> Colin Farrell. Uh, so... He's just this big playboy. I don't know if you guys know much about Colin Farrell. I don't know anything about him. I don't know a damn thing. He's a big old playboy. So he had a drug addiction uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. He dated pretty much everybody. So Uh, he fucks. Yeah. He gets around. (laughs) He dated Britney Spears. Whoa. um, In the early 2000s. Angelina Jolie, Demi Moore, uh, a whole bunch of others. He had a sex tape scandal. Nice. Uh, A playboy model. Oh, okay. Um, I don't. I didn't write down her name. <laughs> I don't know. Overall, I think he's a good actor. He just has to kind of stay out of trouble, right? He has no like other big scandals or anything like that. It's just the sex tape from like the early two thousands. All right, so he has sex. Big deal. Yeah. And who among us hasn't had a sex tape scandal? We've all had sex tapes. Tapes. <laughs> <laughs> I just. I, you know what? I like to see him be Irish. I like him a lot in in Bruges. You mm-hmm. hated that movie. You didn't finish it. A what movie? It's called In Bruges. Damn. Oh, he was a vampire in Fright Night. That's right. I like that movie. 2011 remake of True Fright Detective. Night. So I don't really see any reason to cancel him. No, I like him a lot. Oh, yeah. Like, yep. he, yeah, he has sex a lot. Whoop de fucking do. He fucks. Uh, yeah, so just stay out of trouble. <laughs> but he's a good actor. I want to see I him in more things. I thought you were using that as a reason. Like, obviously, we're going to keep him in a sex a lot, but you're oh, saying can, that. We can do that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's whatever parameters you want. Yeah, he uh, fucks. Let's keep him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, dude, just stay out of trouble and uh, keep making good movies and, and just have more Irish roles, I think. Oh, yeah, he's, I love Irish actors. He's misrepresented. <laughs> and don't call people Padre. Don't call an Irishman Padre. <laughs> A fellow Irishman. They're going to cancel him for that. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was probably on the director, honestly. Probably, yeah. yeah. All right, keeping him. Uh, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck can be a problematic one. People are very kind of like... Divided on him. Yeah. Why are they so divided? Here's the thing, and and I really feel bad for Ben Affleck because he is such a celebrity and he hates it. He does not want to be a celebrity. No. He, you would be the same way. People I would be, cancel you. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, 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 at the very least, like I can empathize with him because if you go on Twitter and type in Ben Affleck, you see paparazzi of him 
every single day. You can see what he's doing every single day. Yeah. Because you see him following. get his uh, Dunkin' Donuts. His fucking Donuts. You saw that one? That was from he like a week so ago. so upset. That was from like two weeks ago. That was fresh. Wait, he got Dunkin'. Du- he likes Dunkin'. Uh, Boston runs on Dunkin'. <laughs> so Whoa. it's it's one of those cities that's just like, it's a Dunkin' city. So he was getting, like, he gets a bunch of Dunkin' Donuts delivered to his house all the time. And, like, one morning he goes out to, like, pick it up and he just kind of starts dropping it and dropping the coffees. And he scoops it all up and he looks upset and obviously he's dropping all his fucking donuts. And he looks up and he just sees paparazzi and they snap a bunch of pictures of him. <laughs> he, he's so oh, upset about the whole God, thing. He's but I'm like, so... Those pictures made me feel so bad for him. Yeah. In Poor fairness, man. if you go on Twitter, everybody's like... He he's all of us right now. Like this yeah. is how we're handling this week and this pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> I but, think I did see those pictures. <laughs> but he's just a man that cannot escape it. And for a while, for a while, he was doing like these big, kind of heartthrob roles. Yeah. And then he hated it. He hated the attention he would get. He just couldn't get away from the paparazzi. And he literally said, "I'm gonna stop acting and I'm gonna focus on being a director." Uh, and that's he when and that. he and he did. That's when he started doing. Argo, which he started, Gone too. Baby Gone. Um, oh yeah, he did start yeah. that. Argo was good. <laughs> oh my god, he looks so. Upset. Oh my god, oh, yeah. I thought Link... the donuts spilled out and they were all over the floor. <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> oh. Link in the description, but like a week later, they took another one of him too. Of I feel so bad because he's just donuts. trying to get his food. He just wants, he just his, wants his fucking coffee, man. <laughs> Damn, I don't think I'd like being a celebrity either. Honestly, I don't no, like being I, bothered. I don't like being talked to by strangers. Ugh, it's the worst. So f- here's kind of the thing about Ben Affleck. I think is that he is smart but not pretentious. He's kind of real and honest, but maybe kind of douchey. Like, he's kind of, like, in the middle. Uh, you see interviews with him, and he's just like, yeah, man, I fucking blah, 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 and this, and yeah, shit, and blah, and he's just himself. Yeah. He doesn't put on a face or anything in front of the cameras or anything like that. I I, I admire that about him, and it, it just kind of goes, so he doesn't want to be this guy. He doesn't want to be the celebrity. He just wants to He just wants to be him. Ben Affleck. He just, wa- he just yeah, wants, yeah, he just wants to, to make his ben. movies. Just let him be Ben. He's like, I just want to do my job. Because I'm sure he enjoys acting. He probably sure, just hates obviously. the side effects of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he got super famous through a series of films. But before that, he couldn't land a good role, right? He made his name with his friend Matt Damon, right? They wrote I almost said what's eating Gilbert Grape, but that's not it. Uh, Goodwill Good Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Thank you. Yeah. Goodwill Hunting. And they won an Academy Award at like the age of like 19 or And they were super excited about it. Yeah. And they were that's in the movie. They so young. They were super young. That's yeah. That's crazy. Um, for writing that movie. So he got casted in a couple uh, TV show and then a couple movies as a stereotypical like douchey guy side villain. Right. Mm-hmm. And including Kevin Smith's Mallrats. Yeah. And it's when he meets Kevin Smith, and Kevin Smith's like, you're too good for this bullshit. You don't need to be typecasted. You need to be the star of a movie. I'm going to make you a, the star of my next movie. And he does. He puts him uh, in chasing, Jersey Girl. Oh, chase, oh, it wasn't Chasing Amy? It was both. Sorry, yeah. It was he Chasing was both Amy. No, you're right. Uh, he was a star of Chasing Amy. And then, really and then a few years after, uh, Jersey Girl. Okay. So he, he then he worked a lot with Kevin Smith. And in that process on the set of Mallrats, um, Kevin Smith reads the script to Goodwill Hunting. And it was like... He goes, I'm going to help you with that, too. And he starts pitching that using kind of whatever. At the time, Kevin Smith was also kind of like a nobody. But whatever pull he had, he was showing people that script. And eventually, that movie gets made. Mm -hmm. Ben Affleck owes a lot to Kevin Smith. They become friends for a while. Like we were saying, Kevin Smith writes Daredevil, uh, the comic, using Ben Affleck as like the model. right? (laughs) Um, And Ben Affleck, being a big Daredevil fan. Ends up, yeah, being in the movie. 
So from there, his just career just skyrockets. He becomes way more famous than he wants to be. And then after all that, wants to write and direct. He, when he decides to write and direct, he makes some of the best movies like I think he could ever make. Gone Baby Gone. Have you seen Gone Baby Gone? I have not. It's incredible. Uh, the Town, incredible. Argo, incredible. Those three movies, that whole like little trilogy is is just amazing. Live by night, not as good. <laughs> That's when he was like like in and out of rehab and like a super alcoholic. And then Batman, obviously. He he being a big comic book fan. He's a good Batman no. too. Yeah. And we're gonna get into that because we're we're gonna get into these uh DC movies too. Yeah. But I love him as as Batman. He felt so strongly about that he wanted to write and direct that Batman movie, which he ends up dropping out of. Again, uh he has a divorce with Jennifer Garner. There's kids involved. He has Gone in and out of alcoholism. He's not in a great place no, right now. No, right. Checks himself into rehab. Ends up dropping out of the Batman movie partially because of the fans and the notoriety it got him. He couldn't talk about Live by Night without people asking him right. about Batman. And he hates He hates that. He, he wants to talk he about... He hated that. Yeah, he just made a movie. Right. Let him plug his movie, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, he's got a couple allegations. <laughs> oh who? Uh, apparently he grabbed a boob and he slapped a butt. I didn't write down names. the names or whatever. <laughs> he also might have been drunk when he did that because he's an alcoholic, right. and so that's not an excuse. Whose boob and whose ass? Uh, people in different movies, like oh, uh, like writers uh, and producers and stuff uh, like that. Okay. There was also like a whole thing about like how much does he know about Harvey Weinstein because he worked with Harvey Weinstein a lot. The thing about that is like also. A lot of people worked with Harvey Weinstein. The Weinstein company made a lot of movies. That's no information. It doesn't. That doesn't tell you. Automatically anything. mean everybody who's ever worked with them ever is implicated. Yeah, that's yeah. what I don't get when people see people shaking hands with or pictures like celebrities with have that have pictures with Harvey Weinstein. They're like, oh, let's cancel. I'm like, you have no idea what they knew, how if they were involved. They knew they might have just met him at a party. They might party. have literally yeah, just exactly. met him. Like no one's gonna just lay yeah. all their cars out on the table. Like, oh, by the way, I have a weird fucking <laughs> creepy island. Like, no, you're thinking like, Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, fuck. Who am I? Well, they're Harvey, very similar. Honestly. Harvey Weinstein Harvey, was the oh, dude. Harv- with, oh, that's right. That's but he right. did a lot of terrible things, too. Yeah, he, he <laughs> raped a lot of people in Hollywood. No, yeah, he's horrible. Yeah. So, but it's like you never know what people Exactly, like, yeah. You can't make him a villain just because he he knew him. Like. So I was going to say the same thing that you, you brought up. So I'm glad you, you did. But like every rich person in New York knew Harvey or sorry, uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. And every rich person in New York at one point was at a party with him and probably has a picture with him. That doesn't mean you know shit about, like, what's going exactly. on. Exactly. Uh, now, a lot of those people probably did. A lot of those people can be implicated well, in yeah, all kinds of things. Sure. Who fucking knows? I don't know. But I think about my previous boss, and that man is a real piece of shit. And I worked with him for a long time. If oh, I yeah. found out... it, Yeah, you know him. If I found out that, like, he was, like, a pedophile, I probably... I, I don't think I'd be surprised. I'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. Honestly. Now, that doesn't mean I know anything factually. That doesn't mean I have right. it. Like, I, I was withholding evidence, yeah. and that makes me a bad person. All exactly. I'm saying is, if it if that did come to light... You'd that, be like, oh, shit. You know what? I can see that now. I'm like, yeah. that totally checks out, <laughs> because uh, he was a total piece of shit. So, okay. So, who knows? Whatever. But, like, at the same time, when people say, like, oh, no, like, yeah, Ben Affleck, like, we were at work, and he, like, grabbed my boob, I totally believe that he would do that. Like, absolutely, I'm not, like, defending him. I'm saying right. I also believe him when he says, I don't remember doing that. I may have been drunk. That's so uh, I don't think he said that, but he, he's he been an alcoholic for a long time. 
So who knows? <laughs> oh, I guess he right. said that. Um, but he did say that he didn't remember that, and then he apologized if it were true, but he doesn't remember. And so, mm-hmm. like, yeah, it might be one of those things where, like, I believe both of you. That doesn't excuse him. I'm just saying, like... Yeah, it's still a shitty thing to do, He doesn't but... remember? Okay, I, I honestly believe that, that you don't remember doing that, and maybe you didn't mean to, and maybe you did. Who knows? I don't know. But the, the fact of the matter is, like, you have to kind of balance that with, like, where's the line, you know? Yeah. And, and look, man, if you're sorry, that's great, but I... As a woman... Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> well, that was a strong entry. <laughs> it was, man. <laughs> follow that up. Yeah, Go. follow up. Wow. I mean, I feel like if that's all that he's done that's known as being, like, creepy or weird, that's not that bad. If you were drunk and you had other issues, yeah, you can... To me, that's, like, a dumb mistake. It was a, If it was, like, a constant, everyday thing, like, wow, Ben Affleck's sneaking into my trailer and grabbing my ticket. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> like, that's one thing. If it's a constant... If it's a repetitive thing. If it was a one-time thing he did when he was drunk, like... Okay, like, you can move on. Like, that's nothing to be careful It's a mistake, it's if a mistake. anything. Like, it's not a big deal. Again, this is just us keeping or canceling people for frivolous reasons. Like, we uh, don't get yeah. to cancel him. Um, well, yeah, but I'm just saying, if that happened to me, if it's like, hashtagging me too for that seems uh, honestly a little extreme. And it kind I don't of, know the it seems like it downplays, like, the real issue. Yeah, it does. I'm like, what are we going to use? Hashtag me too for if you get catcalled on the street? No, I'm sorry. Like, even though I I do have some feminif- bleh, feminist views, it's like, that's like, okay, now you're kind of diluting the whole movement, you know? I think, yeah, I don't disagree with but you. But I don't I think know it, the circumstances. Exactly. I think it depends. It. it depends. Well, I like, agree with you, but I'm also a man, so what do I fuck know? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck you, fuck you. It's my <laughs> podcast now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I look. I don't think I'd be friends with Ben Affleck. Like I think if like he was just an, a guy that lived around me and I knew him, I don't think we'd be hanging out personally. I think you guys would be too similar. Maybe yeah. Maybe one of those I things where we where we clash are. heads. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> you guys would be fighting all the you time. Guys would be yeah, f- yeah. One of those. Yeah. But all I'm saying is I. I'm not in it for his personality. I really like his works. Mm. Um. In this case. I actually really, really like his works. I like all his acting gigs, and I love his writing, and I love his directing. The movies that he makes are incredible, and I hope he gets to make more of them. And, like, honestly, like, me being a big Batman fan breaks my heart that he can't, he's not doing much more Batman. We're getting Zack Snyder Justice League. He's obviously in that, and we're getting, he's going to be in the Flash movie. And that's that's, all that's, like, confirmed, right? Yeah, and that's probably his last that's disappointing. Yeah. yeah, it is. And you know what? When, again, I had just watched Gone Baby Gone, Argo, and The Town when they announced that he was going to write and direct and star his own Batman movie. That was like a dream come true for me. My favorite character <laughs> and a guy who I, I love his works. I love what he writes and the movies he directs. I love his vision. I thought this movie was going to be fucking amazing. I, I could not wait for that movie. And then it it, it fell apart. And now we're getting a different movie that's not even set in the same universe. Starring Cedric Diggory. Yeah. yeah. So Starring Edward. Yeah. <laughs> Edward Cullen. <laughs> Cullen. I forgot his yeah. last name. So, and, hey, that movie might be good. <laughs> it might be. But at the end of the day, it still disappoints me because it's not the thing that I wanted. Right? Right. It's not the Ben Affleck written, produced, directed, and starred film. It's not The Town or, or Argo 
with Batman in it. That's what I wanted. So I'm just picturing Edward Cullen being called Bruce Wayne, and it does not make a lick of sense. Who like <laughs> it's just all so... sparkly? <laughs> in fairness, he's a really good actor. No, that he, guy, he is. Yeah. Oh, he's. A, I'm not hating. He's, and I think he's like a cool guy too. He's, yeah, he's yeah. probably. He, gonna... he hates Twilight. Oh yeah, yeah. they yeah. all hate. They it's, it's all a, hate it. It was a means to an end. Like yeah. it, it got him yeah. the notoriety he needed. But have you seen like the meme picture of him like wearing like the. Is it like a tracksuit or something? He's just kind of standing there looking confused. I think so, yeah. <laughs> I'll show you. So, guys so for me, it's keep. I'm, I keep Ben Affleck. I keep him too. I keep him too. And I, I, and I really hope he... Uh, apparently, he broke up with uh, Ana de Armas. Really? Yeah, apparently Why? broken up. People saw... Again, paparazzi. They saw him carrying out a cardboard cutout of her and putting it in the trash can. He had that Why do you have a cardboard him? cutout? Look, over. man, again, I don't think I'd be friends with Ben Affleck. I don't know what kind of kinky shit they're doing in there, <laughs> but weird. he threw it out. But they haven't been seen together, so I don't uh, know. Who knows? I was excited for them. What if one they of those like Duncan Coffees couple. was for her? It probably uh, was. He had three. <laughs> I think. So, one so keep, keep, keep. <laughs> one for the cutout. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it. Him. Yeah. Keep <laughs> keep the Duncan. Keep the Duncan. Keep the Don't cardboard cut out. <laughs> no, no I right. like Ben. He's then... interesting. I think we would get each other. Okay. I've always felt like that about him. There's mm. certain celebrities I feel like that about. Megan Fox. Ben. And, you RDJ. Know, he had the wherewithal <laughs> early in his career to fix his fucking ugly teeth. Yeah. He had, he had chiclet teeth. Of course. I taught you about chiclet teeth. Okay, <laughs> sure. Does everyone know? Do you know what chiclet no. is? No. Do they literally just look like chiclets? Do you know what a chiclet is? The little gum? Yeah. yeah. The little, like, white, hard gum. Why? So, no, that's colorful. There's it's both. White. There's oh. colorful ones and there's just so white ones. It's yeah, like yeah, a party mix. So, it's <laughs> so, like, imagine someone's teeth that, like, they don't all connect. They're just like... There's, like, a gap between each one? Yeah, he had horrible teeth. And he got, like, veneers, like, early in his career. Yeah. Well, that's probably something that he hated about himself probably. his entire life. It changed his whole... I'm telling you, teeth will oh change your whole look. You want to see a man go from, like, hideous to pretty handsome? Look hideous. at his... <laughs> he went from, like, a five to, like, a nine. That's that's, a that's huge quite jump. a jump. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> that is a big jump. No, he went from, like, a six to an eight. That's more like it. Uh, okay, that's fair. <laughs> All right. I don't know. You got to look at... Uh, like in Chasing Amy. I saw he had that whole bad movie. Bad teeth, yeah. He had pretty bad teeth, but he so, still looked cute. Okay, well, good for him is all I'm saying. He's aged beautifully. Yeah, a lot of guys <laughs> do, yeah. He, Especially um, millionaires. Yeah. What's yeah. Michael Scott, <laughs> what's that actor? Um, Steve Carell. Steve Carell is Silver Fox. Yeah, he was like, he very really handsome. Is, actually. When he, he was, was not ha- in season his 30s? one of the office. Ooh, hell no, he was awful. Well, they, they made him look bad on purpose in season uh, one. Also, he was balding and he got hair plugs. Yeah. And he was chunky too. Again, being a millionaire, man, like, you can just get whatever you want. Yeah. Then again, like, Ben Affleck had to, like, work out a lot for Batman. Well, also, he was getting paid to do it, so. True. Hey, again, that's true. We were saying the other day, like, if someone just walked in my door right now and was like, hey, we're going to put you in a movie. All you have to do is work out every day for the All rest right. of stuff. Here's $30 million. I'd be like, yep. I'm doing it. I'm going oh, yeah. I'm I'm, to look like I'm Thor. I'm quitting my job and, right now, yep. and I'm going to work out every out day. every day. <laughs> like, that's quite the incentive. Well, that's also kind of what they have to do. Yeah, they yeah. have to. If you don't get in shape, they don't have time for anything else. No. Well, when you're playing a superhero, also. Yeah. Like, no, if you want to get in shape, get cast in a Marvel movie. Yeah, exactly. Let's all like, do it. He They'll looked, pay you to do it. He looked incredible for BVS. Yeah. And then, and for Justice League, and for the reshoots of Justice League, not so much, because then he was all into, he was super drunk by that point. 
Yeah. We'll talk oh, about really? it when we get to Justice League. Yeah, and you can you see in his face he's chunkier in the reshoots. Anyway, so final thoughts. Daredevil, we've derailed quite a bit. So, Birdo, go. Uh, not the worst movie. Definitely not good, but it's like you were saying before, like, this film has a lot going for it with the script, the writing, like, all of that's good. They capture a lot of the qualities of Daredevil really well. It's just when they put it on screen, just something's just not working there. And I'd say, like, if you want a better Daredevil experience in live action, just watch the TV show. Absolutely. (laughs) The show nails it perfectly. It's like a perfect TV show, I think. Mm -hmm. Especially the first four episodes of season two might be, like, some of the best TV ever. With the Punisher. Yeah. I mean. Oh, I forgot about the the first four episodes. Now, the rest of the season is fine. But those four, first four is like no. There's an episode award winning like, that was ripped straight from one of the comics where it's just Daredevil and Punisher on a rooftop yep. talking. It's an for entire like, episode. Yeah, and it's so fucking good. And they're just going back and forth like their ideals are clashing. Mm-hmm. They like they match sometimes. You see how similar they are, more, but yeah. also just how and their methods different they are in yeah. their methods. Yeah, I want to so rewatch who are those you, episodes. A Daredevil or a Punisher? I'm a Daredevil. I think I went Daredevil. I don't know. Because, well, you got to think about it though, because Punisher's point is like, you like your system is broken. Like, why, why even bother? Why bother putting those people like in the jails that are just going to get them out? You know, two weeks later, mm-hmm. you shoot them, you kill them, problem solved. Well, something I That's love about what that show does is that it shows how like the citizens love the Punisher. They're not scared of him. They say they feel safer. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. I liked yeah. how they start like, interviewing oh, people on the street like about him. like how they feel about the Punisher exactly. Because he's like, well, he's killing the people that are threatening us. So, yeah. fuck that show's good. But, but <laughs> then it, like, it. the real dilemma was like, is it right or wrong? Right. And again, they're coming from different places. The Punisher comes from tragedy. Mm-hmm. Like he's traumatized because his wife and children were murdered brutally in front of him, and right. so he's completely past. Dealing with the with the justice system, it's mm-hmm. all corrupt. It's he doesn't care if he dies. Anymore. I would kind of if something like that happened to my family, I'd probably be. Like it's that. understandable. He's yeah. like I, I, he has no time to weigh the moral implications anymore. He's passed he it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Daredevil again, he thinks himself a servant of God, so he has his like. And it's like he had the tragedy when he was younger, but he's had time to sort of get over that. He was. Kind of just raised in a church after right, that. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's why he, he thinks anytime something bad happens to him, he's being tested by God. Mm-hmm. And then he still needs to come out on top. He Does needs to he be... not kill people? Like, that's his thing. Sometimes. Sometimes? Yeah. He tries not to. He tries to. not to. He exactly. really tries oh, not to. Okay. Yeah. I think in this movie, he, he, again, he threw that fucker right into the train. Yeah. In, the, <laughs> in, the, in this he movie. He did a lot he... of destructive stuff in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, like, another thing about Daredevil is every time he goes out and, like, is Daredevil, he always feels the need to confess afterwards. Oh. Yeah. Did, he, did, he, did he confess at all in this movie? Uh, he tried to, and the priest like didn't let him or something. While he was like dying? Yeah. Well, uh, no, no, early in the movie, he, he kept on showing up to church, and the priest is like, come back a different day or something. Oh. Which weird. is weird. Yeah, yeah. it's a weird thing, though. He shouldn't that be saying that. That is weird, yeah. <laughs> that's I don't not, think that's priests... not what priests do. Yeah. yeah. Come back later. <laughs> but yeah, because he feels like he took the law in his, into his own hands. Yeah. He thinks he's doing a net positive, but he also feels as if he sinned along the way. Right. Exactly. So he just, he's going to just keep doing it and just keep repenting? Yeah. yeah. 
That's the thing about that's kind of his well, thing. That is yeah, what Catholics little... do. Like they sin and repent, sin and repent. Uh, like I'm not on board with that. Well, you okay? But all Christians, <laughs> okay, <laughs> not to like, but that's what Christians also believe in general too. Not just Catholics is that you sin that you can't stop sinning. Basically, only Jesus cannot sin. Yeah, like, right. like A humans, humans are meant to sin, that, yeah. and then Jesus is going to forgive us. Yeah. It's the um, it's the method in which we ask for forgiveness that Catholics differ. Mm-hmm. Catholics like have to like go to the church, go to church, feel bad about it, repent, and then they're forgiven. Whereas a lot of other people just feel like the grace of God just kind of like yeah. absolves them. A lot of uh, Catholicism yeah. is uh, very ritualistic. Your turn. Oh. Actually, no, you didn't finish. Oh, I mean, that was pretty much my thoughts. Like into the Phantom Zone. Oh, hmm. I wouldn't banish this one. This is a weird one because there are two separate versions of this movie. I will okay. say director's cut. I'll keep. Hmm. Theatrical version, that's going into the Phantom Zone. Oh. For sure. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Like, it really does make that much of a difference between the two versions. So, so I would say I'm not going to banish it. Okay. Not into the Phantom Zone. Though. Not into the Phantom Zone. My expectations, I don't even really know what they were. I It was definitely better than I thought, like I said a couple times. But the only scene I had seen was the playground scene, and I knew that Evanescence was in the movie <laughs> not in the movie but i know her music was featured so i always that's had the a, only reason you wanted to watch it well, part of the reason so i always had a very weird vibe like okay like why is bring me to life the song of this movie like what and then there's the hokey playground scene i didn't know what to expect so it was actually better than i thought it was going to be and it was a lot more like the show not saying it's anywhere near like the show but i'm saying i'm like oh it does have elements from the tv show that i love so much so that was kind of fun. The bad guy, I loved him. He, he was just too funny to, like, banish. <laughs> so, he was better than Fisk. He was in it way more Bullseye. than Fisk. Bullseye. I liked Bullseye a lot. I liked Electra in this one, too. Um, some of the stuff was weird. CGI was a little weird and wonky at first in some of the scenes. But, I mean, it's okay. It was an okay time. Into the fam zone or not? No, we're not banishing it. Okay, cool. Yeah. This one's tough because for a couple of reasons. Again, I think this is a very well-written movie. I think you can take the script and give it to a completely different group of people and it might be a really good movie. You know what I mean? I think everything that's wrong with this film is in the direction. It's in the cinematography. It's in the production. It's everything that came after the script writing process. Again, I don't blame Kevin Feige for saying one of the best scripts we've seen. And that's all he can say about the movie. He didn't say anything about the director. <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. He didn't say anything about anything else. He said, great script. But I don't like this movie. I think it's bad. This, just having a good script isn't enough, right? This this I, I do think this is like the linchpin movie. I think this is the movie that had to happen and had to be bad for so many other things to come from it. And so I don't think it should never have existed because it plays a very important role again i don't think we would have gotten the mcu without this movie happening and maybe not even ben affleck as batman without this movie happening also in an interview ben affleck was asked about like recently like a like a month ago i don't know if you saw this was asked about kevin feige because they had worked together on this movie right and he said that man's a genius something i'm paraphrasing he's like the only person that you could give anything to and he could make it work. Something along those lines, right? And then he mentioned on this on the set of this movie, he thought, why don't we just do what that guy says? Pointing to Kevin Feige because he's clearly the only person here who knows what he's talking about. He was the... <laughs> <laughs> and 
if that doesn't predict what's going to happen like in the future, right? Where Kevin Feige ushers in the MCU and some of the best comic book movies we've ever seen, right? We're right. sitting here like talking about WandaVision so much. Like that's all because Kevin Feige knows how to put these things together and knows what the fans want. He's wants. very meticulous with it too. And, and he knows the source material so, so well where a lot of these people don't, you know? I, I don't think everyone else like Ben Affleck read every Daredevil comic going into this movie. That might have been just him and maybe Kevin Feige and a couple other people, right? They probably didn't even tell him to do it. He was probably just like, you know what? I got the role. Exactly. And he's a fan and yeah. yeah. So I do think this movie had to have happened. That doesn't mean I want to watch it ever again. So <laughs> I think I'm still banishing it to the Phantom Zone. Okay. Oh, you're banishing it. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. 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 Right, we'll see how much that stays <laughs> We'll keep it off. All right. But other than that, Berta, what movie are we doing next week? Electra. The Lizzie McGuire movie. No. <laughs> we are doing Electra. Then the Cheetah Girls. <laughs> Can we have a Sable's Picks episode? No. It'd be fun. <laughs> Are we doing a lecture next week, though, or are we doing our bonus episodes? So, the bonus episodes are going to be... Okay, so, we're doing Elektra, which is the spinoff of this. They didn't make any Daredevil sequels. They made an Elektra spinoff. Daredevil's not even in it. But this Um, is probably the closest thing we have to a sequel. Exactly. Apparently there's a director's cut of this movie, too. Oh, goddamn. Look, I remember this movie. It's bad. (laughs) So, I don't even care which one we watch. (laughs) Um, But... Besides that, we are also doing a road to the Snyder Cut. We're going to do two bonus episodes, one on Man of Steel, one on Batman vs. Superman. So the Elektra movie will be a regularly scheduled episode, and the bonus ones will just release, I don't know, as we do them, I guess. It's in the next month. Because as long as they're before March 18th. Exactly. When uh, Justice oh, League comes yeah. out. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're excited. We're doing a whole day-long viewing yeah break it up uh because it's a four-hour full screen we're gonna you know drink all day (laughs) to like an an hour mission discuss all night we can go get wings or something go get wings oh we're definitely getting gators gators Gators? (laughs) this place sucks i don't know why i said gators island wing island wing yeah yeah okay anyway we're not plugging island wing company (laughs) (laughs) so uh yeah so Keep an eye out for those. They should be a lot of fun. Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman. Other than that, we're all done. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you to that piano dude for our musical intro. Uh, make sure you leave a rating and review. Do you want to say? You want? Thank you to Sable, our guest. Did I do that joke last time? Yeah. Uh, but then you told him to cut it. And no, I, keep and it I, this time. And I didn't cut it. Oh, maybe cut it now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> make sure you tell a friend, please. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell all my people on stream. Okay. Do it. I do. Little backdoor plug. You do, plug. You do, you do, do it, it, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, I f- do. Find us on, you can find us on Instagram at Films from the Phantom Zone. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Films from PZ. You can also listen to these podcasts on YouTube. There's no visuals, but if that's how you like listening to podcasts, we're there. Other than that, we will see you next week. Oh, I'm so sorry. And... Our guest, Sable, plug yourself. Oh, me. Uh, <laughs> oh, cut that. Uh, <laughs> Every time. Um, you can find me. Honestly, the only thing I really want to plug is my Twitch. I stream every Tuesday and Thursday evenings at around 9 or 9.30. Um, it's just Sable's Studio. It's spelled S-A-B-E-L-S. And another S for studio. So that's, that's all I really want to plug. And then you can find me on Instagram. All right. 
Thanks. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.